Hey there, everyone. This is Greg Schutz for ReadyForTheDraft.com. This is the Ready For The Draft podcast, episode two of the 2020 NFL Draft podcast series. These first three episodes, doing everything I can to get you prepared and ready for that 2019 college football season. Last week, it was all about the offensive side of the football. We talked quarterbacks, the skill position players, went into the trenches with the offensive line. Today, it's all about the defense. We're going to go defensive line, both the edge rushers and the uh, interior defensive linemen. We're going to look at linebackers, both outside and inside. We're going to go cornerbacks. We're going to take a look at the safeties. Now, if you remember 2019, it was a defense-heavy draft. From day one, we were talking about the likes of Nick Bosa, Cleveland Furl, uh, Ed Oliver, Christian Wilkins, Devin White. Those were all names that consistently throughout the year we were talking about. But then there were also guys who were the diamonds in the rough, the guys that really burst onto the scene during that 2018 college football season, and, and no better than, than Quinton Williams, a guy who was not on anybody's radar in terms of being a, a legitimate top five pick. What does he do? He comes in, takes the college football world by storm, ends up being the number three overall pick of the, the New York Jets. So we're going to take a look at who the players to, to watch out for will be uh, at each of the positions. You know, I want to really talk about here, you know, a lot of the different guys uh, that you're going to really want to pay, pay attention to during this college football season. Now we covered over 120 players on the offensive side of the football. And, and if you listen to the podcast last week, I kind of threw in a wide receiver at, at really kind of at the end and uh, uh, Antonio Gandy golden there for, uh, for Liberty and uh, realized that there's another guy who actually was high on my chart that somehow I have no idea how he slipped through the cracks, but did not mention him. So, you know, I, I had to make sure uh, that I covered him here before we go ahead and move on to the defensive side of the football. And that guy is KJ Osborne. Um, you know, out of now out of Miami. He started his career at Buffalo, six foot two oh five. You know, a guy who really came into his own as a junior, uh, fifty-three receptions, eight hundred and ninety-two yards. Um, you know, 16.8 yards per reception, seven touchdowns. He became the go-to target for Tyree Jackson there in Buffalo when Anthony Johnson went down to injury. Uh, a guy who I think can play both on the outside and then the slot. Um, you know, and someone really to keep an eye out for. I'm really going to be excited to see what he can do against some of those ACC cornerbacks. Some guys that we're actually going to be talking about here today. Um, but KJ Osborne, definitely a guy that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned because he is one of the the better senior wide receiver options uh, that will be available for the 2020 draft. So, got the offensive side out of the way. We're going to go ahead and take a look at the defensive side of the football. And hey, edge rushers. You know, when you talk about the, the edge rushers, um, you know, a, a season ago and, and, you know, the, again, the likes of Nick Bosa and, and Cleveland Furl really at the top of the draft, uh, Montez Sweb and, and Brian Burns, you know, a couple of other names, uh, you know, that you'd have to mention in that class as well. Uh, but when you talk edge rushers, 30 guys that you could consider, you know, as either a defensive end or, or rush linebacker on the outside, uh, you know, were taken in the draft. Now, when you take a look at the at the draft, the season, you know, the season before that, just 22 guys taken that were considered, you know, those those defensive end prospects, um, and really more of your your edge rusher types. Um, so definitely an increase in that position, you know, definitely for sure. So when you're looking at the edge rusher position this year, you know, there are some guys that definitely pop, guys that definitely that jumped out. 
Uh, and, and one of those is going to be Chase Young out of Ohio State. Another one's going to be A.J. Epinesa of, of Iowa. So a couple of Big Ten players that really are, are sitting there at the top of the list. Now, Chase Young really came into his own when Nick Bosa went down to injury. Uh, Chase Young you know, was a, a reserve defensive end and, and really was thrusted into a starting role. And boy, did he deliver. Led the team of both tackles for loss and sacks over the last four games. Seven and a half tackles for loss. Uh, you know, in that uh, Northwestern uh, Big Ten championship game where Ohio State won 45-24, uh, you know, ha- had a game record, three sacks in that game. Again, 11 starts filling in for Bosa, uh, six games with at least a half a tackle uh, for loss in a row, uh, including three against Penn State and two against Rutgers. For the year, uh, 33 tackles. 14 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, another five pass breakups. A guy who really has excellent um, get off, you know, coming off the line, um, uses his hands very well. That's one of the things that you can say, you know, the Bosa brothers and, and, and Chase Young, guys who really use their hands very well coming off the football. And uh, a guy who's just relentless in pursuit of the quarterback, a guy, again, who can flip his hips and, and bend around that edge in, in a hurry and get to the quarterback. Now, when you look at a guy like AJ Epinesa, he's, he's, you know, Chase Young, 6'5", 265. A.J. Epinesa, a little bit bigger, 6'5", 277 pounds. The junior uh, was a guy who I, I thought showed a little bit more power than, than Chase Young. I thought Chase Young, you know, more, um, you know, had a little bit more speed and a little bit more of a burst. Um, so that, that was one of the things that I think definitely jumped off when, uh, when you compared the two now with, with AJ Epinesa, um, you know, he wasn't even a starter on, on that team. They had Anthony Nelson who, who led, you know, was one of the big 10 leaders in sacks. You also had, uh, the, the veteran Parker Hesse sitting there on the outside and still, despite that, A.G. Epinesa still received first and second team all Big Ten honors because why? He led the Big Ten in sacks, 12th in the FBS with 10.5 sacks. Um, you know, second in the Big Ten, 16th in the FBS with four forced fumbles as well. So he knew what to do when he got there to the, to the football. Um, excellent hands, good power in those hands as well. Um, fourth in the Big Ten in tackles for loss with 16.5. Also blocked a punt, nine quarterback pressures. Just two games the entire season without a tackle for loss. And again, he's doing that coming off off the sideline. Uh, You know, if you remember uh, from last year's podcast, talked about Max Sharping quite a bit there at Northern Illinois, a guy who I think is going to be a starter up on the offensive line in the NFL. And uh, A.J. Epinesa was... His one and only sack given up, and you know he only gave up three pressures the entire year. And, and AJ Epinesa was one of those guys that was able to wreak havoc coming off the edge. You know, it was a Big Twelve All Freshman team. Uh, again, you know, eight QB pressures there in 2017 as well. Um, to me, AJ Epinesa is a guy to keep an eye out for, and I'm really you know going to be excited to see what he can do now that he is the guy. Teams are going to be focusing in on him. He won't be able to to uh, fly under the radar, if you will. He's going to be a guy who is going to be asked to put pressure on the quarterback despite um you know really you know being being seen as as the guy seeing a lot of double teams you know what's he going to be able to do to get to the quarterback i think he has a, a really high motor um so i'll be be curious to see just what he does so we, we've talked about the big 10 now we're going to move to a power five guy 
I'm sorry, from a group of five guy. And, and that's Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. 6'3", 265, 266 pounds, the junior. Um, you know, 20 and a half sacks in his career. I think that's something that stands out. You know, it's already tied for six in Boise State history. First team all, all, all uh, Mountain West Conference a season ago. Um, you know, nine and a half sacks, 129 yards lost. In on those sacks, which is just incredible. Um, you know, also had 15 tackles for loss, just two games without a tackle for loss, had five games with at least two tackles for loss. You know, those are tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, seven games with a sack, including two against BYU and two and a half against Colorado State. Um, you know, a, a guy who just continues to work to the football. You know, the production is absolutely there. Um, in addition to those 20 and a half sacks, 28 tackles for loss. Um, to me, I, I look at Curtis Weaver and he's going to play himself into the first round. Um, you know, this is someone who, you know, didn't always start up front. But a, a guy who was a beast just coming off the edge, you know, and from day one there on, on the blue turf in, in Boise, Idaho, you know, freshman All-America, played in all 14 games, just two starts, and still led the Mountain West Conference in sacks. Curtis Weaver, to me, um, you know, a, a, a guy who is going to be looked at as a, as a top 15, top 20 pick for sure. Uh, Daryl Taylor out of Tennessee. You know, we're going to start getting into some of the SEC guys here just a little bit. Uh, Daryl Taylor out of Tennessee, 6'4", 247 pounds, a team captain coming into the season. Um, you know, eight sacks were, were more than, um, than any other returning player there in the SEC. Uh, he was the, the, the Tennessee MVP a season ago, 12 games, nine starts at linebacker. So he was the rush linebacker coming off the edge, three games with three-plus tackles for loss. Three games with three plus sacks as well, uh, to go with uh, another three quarterback hurries. Have four sacks uh, against K- uh, Kentucky, three tackles for loss and a sack against Vanderbilt, three sacks against Georgia. Um, you know this is a guy who uh, made a you know a, a living uh, behind the the line of scrimmage. Um, but he also had six games without a tackle for loss. So you want to make sure that that production is consistent. Um, you know, eight sacks to go along with 11 tackles for loss a season ago. Um, that's 11 uh, sacks in his career, 16 and a half tackles for loss. Play both linebacker and defensive end uh, for the Vols. Um, a guy who, you know, may bend, you know, that, that arc and get to the quarterback in, in a hurry. Really, um, you know, probably one of the quickest among the, the guys here in this draft. Um, you know, and I think he, he will be scheme versatile. I think he's a guy who could play both, uh, in a, in a 34 and a 43 defense, uh, Julian Aquara out of Notre Dame, 6'5", 241 pounds, uh, another, uh, defensive lineman, you know, has really good length. Um, you know, and, and he, he's, he's at Notre Dame along with Khalid Kareem, you know, so they have two edge rushers, uh, that we'll be talking about here. So the, the two of them teaming up, uh, Julian Aquara, excellent length. Uh, you know, another guy, you know, played in 12 games, started the last 11, 21 quarterback hurries. I think that really stands out. Led the Notre Dame in tackles for loss, um, 17 total tackles for loss and 10 and a half sacks in his career. The brother of Romeo Aquara, um, you know, his game is all about speed coming off the edge. And I think that's something that really jumps out uh, more than anything else. Uh, you know, really a, a stand-up defensive end playing quite a bit. Um, you know, someone who runs very well. Um, you know, not only uh, versus the pass, but can also um, get after the running back in the running game. Um, I, I'd like to see him put on a little bit more more weight or really challenge and, and get low to to set the edge. But I think he plays well, uh, very well in space. Um, 
you know, he, he does a good job shooting gaps and uh, does a really good job. He'll shoot inside, and then as the quarterback is is flush from the pocket, can get back outside and put pressure on the quarterback. Julian Aquara, a guy who I think is going to challenge for uh, a first round selection. Um, you know, then there's uh, you know a guy like Kalevin, uh, you know Chason. They're out of LSU, 6'4", 238 pounds. The junior, you know, a guy who's very athletic. You know, was an All SEC freshman team in, in 2017. Um, you know, four and a half tackles for loss, two sacks. But then in 2018, tore his ACL, um, season-ending you know in, injury, fourth quarter against uh, Miami. Uh, he's supposed to be healthy coming back. And uh, one of the more athletic guys, intriguing guy coming off the edge, reminds you of Barkevius Kiki Mingo uh, a little bit there coming out of LSU. Um, so he's someone to keep an eye on. As long as he can stay healthy, you know, he's going to be a guy who's going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback coming off the edge. Um, you know, moving back into the Big Ten, we got a couple more guys to talk about. How about Uter Grossmontos out of Penn State? 6'5, 262 pounds, the junior, excellent length uh, to this kid, and really. Um, you know, was an honorable mention, all freshman, you know, big 10 honors played in 13 games, two tackles for losses, one sack, uh, one and a half sacks actually. And then he really burst onto the scene as the 11th, you know, Penn state Nittany lion with, with 20 plus tackles for loss in a, in a season had 20 tackles for loss, eight sacks, all big 10 selection, 13 starts, uh, had at least a half a sack in five straight games and a tackle for loss in, in eight straight games, um, Second in the Big Ten and, and twelve in the F, twelfth in the FBS for you know a, a tackle and a half for loss per game, um, and then uh, eighth in the Big Ten and forty seventh in, in the FBS and point six two sacks per game. Uh, again, a guy who has tremendous length, a guy who knows how to get into the backfield and wreak havoc against opposing uh, um, opposing offenses. Um, you know, has good power in his hands. I think that's something that you're looking for, uh, for sure. Um, you know, very athletic. Does a great job keeping his footing despite cut blocks. Um, dips that inside shoulder to get under the left tackle's pad level. A good swim move uh, coming off the edge as well. Um, you know, cha- you know, really good in pursuit, chasing the running back down from behind. Um, uses his his hands very well um, to get off blocks. Uh, and, and a guy who you know, if you if you Stun him, you know, loop him around. He has some good speed, um, you know, really, you know, can chase down that quarterback again, you know, guy. And I think you're going to hear this theme, um, you know, uh, with, with these these edge rushers is he's a, he's a has a motor that never quits. Um, so, you know, Gross Matos has a good chance of, of being a, a first round uh, pass rusher, as does Kenny Willickis out of Michigan. You know, 6'4, 260 pounds. You know, Willickis is a guy who really, that motor I don't think has ever stopped ever since he arrived on campus there in East Lansing. Uh, you know, really just. Uh, a guy who just always seems to be around the football, you know, started begin, you know, in, in 2017 with 12 starts, led the team in sacks and tackles for loss that season with 13 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks. And then in 2018 really came on strong, um, all America honors, big 10 defensive lineman of the year, first team, all big 10, um, you know, again, two year starter at that point, first defensive end to win the team MVP since 1931. So that says something there. Pro football focus, uh, you know, had him as the, the leading edge rusher with, with 23 quarterback hits and 39 quarterback hurries. Uh, you know, was eighth in the FBS with an overall rating of 900, uh, I'm sorry, 90.3. Um, so w- when you look at this guy, you know, six games with two, two 
or more tackles for loss, you know, 33 tackles for loss in, in just two seasons, uh, essentially there for, for Sparty and 13 and a half tackles for loss, add in seven pa- uh, pass breakups as well. You know, he, he's someone who's definitely you know, spends a lot of time in opposing backfields. Uh, does a really good, good job setting the edge, uh, uses those hands well to, to shed the blocker, to, to ultimately bring down the running back, um, shoots off the edge in a hurry, does a really good job reading the, the blockers, able to shoot off the, the pulling guard's hip to uh, penetrate the, the line of scrimmage and, and drop the, the running back. He's a former walk-on, too, I think, which is what, what is so exceptional is, is that he just has that, that, that motor, just never quits, and, and does everything that he can to uh you know to be you know he's going to be a three-year starter a team captain um and michigan state you know i think sparty on defense they're going to go as kenny willikas uh joe bocce uh and and the defensive lineman uh raekwon williams really as as those three go that's really what that defense is going to look like and uh they're really going to rely on kenny willikas to have a big season Moving now to the Golden Gophers, uh, Carter Coughlin, you know, 6'4", 245 pounds. This is a guy who I think is one of the better edge rushers that nobody's talking about. 30 and a half tackles for loss, including 15 a season ago, double digit tackles for loss in each of the last two seasons, uh, 18 sacks, including nine and a half last year, uh, you know, 25 starts. Uh, last season was the Carl Eller outstanding defensive player for Michigan, or I'm sorry, for Minnesota. Second team all Big Ten, had at least one tackle for loss in each of the first nine games, uh, two sacks against both uh, Miami of Ohio, um, and, and two two sacks and three tackles for loss against Ohio State. Um, you know, when I look at, at Carter Coughlin, another guy with, with excellent effort, but you know, one of the things that they don't talk about is is he has such a really good burst coming off the edge. I, I was really surprised. Um, you know, he played in that game against Ohio State. He really dominated Isaiah Prince. Um, you know, ran the uh, you know the burst off the ball, ran the arc right around Isaiah Prince. You know, getting to uh, Dwayne Haskins and dropping him for for a sack. Um, something that you know I, I think really stood out too was was the hand usage. A guy who does such a good job um, using those hands to get off those blocks, fighting off blocks, and, and penetrating, shooting into the backfield. Um, you know, I thought that was definitely something that stood out to me. Um, as you watch him throughout the, uh, the, the college football season, my website here is acting up on me. So I'm having a hard time getting through here. Um, I was actually taking a look. Let's see. Isaiah Prince, sixth round pick of the Miami Dolphins, uh, the 30th pick in the sixth round. Um, and he pretty much, you know, treated him, uh, treated him pretty poorly there in, in that game. Um, you know, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Um, you know, again, a high motor guy, uh, keeps working to the quarterback. We'll use an inside move, then a spin move to get off the block. Um, you know, does a good job taking the, the tackle up the field then quickly gets back inside to the quarterback in the pocket. Um, you know, a nice up and under move, um, attacks the inside shoulder of the right tackle, um, you know, on, on his inside moves as well. Very quick around the edge, as I was speaking before. Um, you know, quick hips, turn in the corner, um, and knows what to do when he gets to the arrives at the quarterback as well. I think that's one of the things. You know, it's not just somebody who's going to be coming around there and uh, you know struggles to to make a play. You know, has five forced fumbles in his career, including four a season ago. Now we're going to take a look at a guy who you know th- there's there's a ton of hype 
around Anthony Jennings. They're of Alabama, 6'3", 266 pounds. You know, that you see the talent. You, you know, you see what this guy is doing. Um, and, and he has all the potential in the world. You know, played in just 10 games as a sophomore. Um, you know, was a starter for them, uh, for, for, the, for Bama. Season-ending in, knee injury near the end of regulation versus Clemson in the semifinal game. Um, you know, sat out the spring and fall rehabbing. Uh, to get to be 100%, you know, before the 2018 season. Played in all 15 games, uh, 13 tackles for loss, five and a half sacks. I think really what stood out was the 11 pass breakups. You know, it reminds me a lot of a Chenna Nwosu coming off the edge for USC, now with the Chargers. Uh, just a knack for getting his hand in the passing lane and knocking passes down. But, you know, the hype is absolutely there for Anthony Jennings, but, you know, you want to make sure that he is 100%. Was he really in, in 2018 coming off the edge, you know, getting to the quarterback? Yes, you know, was there you know spreading the love around in terms of of getting after the quarterback, and you wonder you know if if that had something to do with with the the lack of overall production at times, um, but I I firmly believe that you know hopefully this season we're going to see him at his best. Um, you know, Raquan Davis there at defensive end, uh, Dylan Moses um, at, at inside linebacker. You got uh, Terrell Lewis, but. Uh, Anthony Jennings is going to be looked at as a leader up front for, for Bama. So I'm looking for a big season out of Anthony Jennings because I, I think he has um, the, the potential is absolutely there. But you know, I, I would like to see a little bit more production out of him um, to, to really elevate him and, and elevate his status. You know, I think he does a really good job, um, you know, showing good power, running through blocks, getting to quarterbacks, um, you know, excellent balance, you know, against Missouri, uh, the, the right tackle tried to, to, to cut him. He kept his balance, still able to jump in the passing lane and knock down a pass uh, to f- force a fourth down, um, has a good dip and rip move, um, you know, and, and able to bend coming off the edge just a little bit as well. Um, so, Again, Anthony Jennings, a guy who I think can have a big year, um, but I really want to make sure, you know, if, if I'm going to move him into that next echelon, you know, I want to see a little bit more. Nick Coe out of Auburn, 6'5", 282 pounds, big boy, uh, junior, um, really had a breakout season as a sophomore, played in just nine games, uh, but, you know, 13 and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks after being a freshman All-SEC selection in, in 2017, was a starter at the buck position there for Auburn. Um, you know, a, a guy who can get to the quarterback, you know, he, he coming off the edge and, uh, you know, He's a guy who you know I think could potentially play as a as a three four uh, defensive end if if he needed him to. Um, does a really good job. Um, you know when they played against Washington, um, extended that right arm into Caleb McGarry. You know first round selection of, of the Falcons. Yeah, ultimately able to force him back to to get to the quarterback and and force an incompletion. Um, you know the speed to power is something that you definitely see. Really a good rush on, on Greg Little. Um, of, of Mississippi from a season ago, you know, drove that, uh, drove little all the way back, um, and forced him to open up, able to then disengage and, and chase after the quarterback. 
Um, you know, has some pretty good speed, you know, actually beating Greg Little coming off the edge, uh, getting under the pad level, and then really, you know, sinking those hips and turning the corner and getting to the edge. Um, Nick Coe, um, you know, he's going to be, you know, his running mate there, um, you know, on the opposite side, Marlon Davidson's a guy we're going to talk about here in just a moment. Uh, and then Derek Brown on the inside, you know, SEC is going to have to really deal with that, that front four for, for the Auburn Tigers yet again this year. Um, switching gears to, to the pack 12, we're going to look at Bradley and Nye, you know, 6'3", 254 pounds, uh, the defensive end is someone who, you know, he actually in 2017 played in 13 games, 10 starts, um, nine were at the right defensive end. One was at defensive tackle, um, you know, was, was tied for second in the pack 12 with three forced fumbles, um, you know, in 2018 and 2019, you know, first team all pack 12 selections, um, you know, I think that's something that stands out. I'm sorry, that was 2018. Um, you know, first team all Pac-12 and and 14 starts, including 11 at, at the right defensive end position. Uh, led the Pac-12 with eight sacks, um, 51 tackles. Led all defensive linemen for the Utes as well. Um, you know, led the the Utes in each of the last two seasons. 17 sacks, um, tied in in 11 uh, for 11th in school history. Um, if Utah is going to make a push to be the, the the team to watch there in the Pac-12 South, they're going to need to have um, a big season from Bradley and I. Um, you know, he's someone who um, uses his hands well to get off blocks. You know, I, I think he also um, does a really good job um, setting the edge against the run, stays at home on the backside as well. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Bradley and I can do there on the West Coast. Alton Robinson of Syracuse, um, you know, a 6'4", 249-pounder. Uh, the, the junior really, um, you know, he, he led the, has led the defensive lineman in, in, in tackles in, in each of the last two seasons for the Orange um, after uh, 2016 played at Northeast uh, Oklahoma A&M where he had 14 sacks, uh, six multi-sack games, um, and then came to uh, Syracuse and uh, was an all Big Ten second team selection in 2018. 12 starts, a Tim Green Award for top defensive lineman for uh, um, for the Orangemen. Um, you know the the 17 tackles for loss, 10 sacks. You know really st- stands out. And uh, you know he and, and and Kendall Coleman form a pretty nice duo there for Syracuse. You know and, and that's something that. I'm looking forward to watching. I think Syracuse can make a little bit of noise there in the ACC. Um, uses his hands very well. A good slap and rip um, off the edge. Decent bend getting around to the quarterback. Um, you know, I, I think he does a good job. Um, you know, the the burst coming off the ball. You know, pulling guards. You know, way too slow uh, to get over there to get a block on him. You know, he, he's so quick coming off the ball. So you're really going to have to game plan for that. Um, you know, rip move, attacking the inside shoulder, very quick hips, you know, again, getting to the quarterback. He's another one of those guys who's kind of an underrated defensive end because people really aren't talking about him, but somebody who I think is going to, I'm going to put in my top 10 edge rushers in this year's draft. Uh, you know, we mentioned Khalid Kareem, you know, he's 6'4", 265 pounds. That, the, the, the junior has a little bit more size than, than, uh, Julian Aquara, um, you know, 12 starts in 2018, second in quarterback hurries with eight. 
ten and a half tackles for loss to go with four and a half sacks. Um, you know, he reminds me a little bit of of Julian's brother Romeo. You know, the bigger defensive end, and uh, you know, a, a guy who can who can get after the quarterback. Uh, Tipa Nalii out of Utah State. You know, six uh, five, two hundred thirty pounds. Really. Um, Started his first two years at, at uh, TCU as a defensive end, and then moved to uh, the Aggies there in 2018, and was a um, was a uh, uh, an outside linebacker, really a rush linebacker coming off the edge. 13 games, 12 starts, fifth on the team in sack and tackles with 64. Led the team in sacks and tackles for loss with 13 and a half tackles for loss, 10 sacks. Um, you know, the, the 10 and a half sacks were, were most by an Aggie since 20, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 2005, um, had a block kick, um, you know, first in Mountain West and 12th in the FBS with sack in, in I'm sorry, in sacks at 10 and a half, um, excellent length. I that's one of the things that you see really long arms uses those to his, his advantage to get off blocks. Uh, let's see what else we have here on, on Tipa because He's someone, you know, if you don't know what, what Utah State has going there, even though Matt Wells is not is no longer the head coach there, um, having Jordan uh, Love on, on offense at quarterback and then Tipa Nalei on defense, you know, that's a team that you really want to tune in and watch there in uh, the Mountain West Conference. Um, very quick hands, you know, does a good job slapping the offensive lineman's hands away. Um, very quick hips to, to flip them in a hurry, turn in the corner, Um you know, very explosive, does a good job in, in space, sidestepping the offensive tackle um, and, and shooting the gaps, getting into the into the backfield. Um, you know, Tipa Nali, I, uh, you know, uh, again, the, the depth of the position is absolutely there yet again in, in uh, for, for the 2020 draft. Jabari Zuniga out of Florida, 6'4", 257, 11 tackles for loss, six and a half sacks a season ago. You know, that's 27 and a half and, and 15 and a half uh, on the tackles for loss and sacks in his career. Um, started 12 games a season ago, second to Ja'Kai Polite in sacks and tackles for loss, uh, added another four quarterback hurries. And, and, you know, when you talk about Florida, even though, you know, Ja'Kai Polite was the guy that got all the flash and everything else, I thought Jabari Zuniga was more of the, he was the more consistent guy. Um, very disruptive versus the run, shot the gaps, getting into the backfield, you know, quick penetration, uh, coming off the edge. Um, you know, really does a good job holding the point. Um, you know, shrugs off the line, the, the the offensive tackles, dropping the running back in the backfield. Plays with excellent leverage, shooting under the the tackles pad level, then able to disengage and get to the quarterback, rushing the passer. Um, with, with Jabari, uh, you know, Jabari would also kick inside uh, to rush the passer on third downs, which would allow them to bring in Ja'Kai Polite coming off the edge. Um, you know, I think he's going to be one of the better uh, edge rushers there in the SEC. Trevin Hill, uh, there at Miami of, uh, of Florida, 6'3", 245 pounds. Look, this guy absolutely has all the uh, all the athleticism in the world. Um, you know, 27 games and, and 14 starts uh, there at Virginia Tech. And then uh, played in just three games in 2018. Uh, they're supposed to uh, allegedly there was an altercation during halftime of the Old Dominion game uh, where the Hokies lost um, on on uh, September 22nd, and it's dismissed from the team. Um, 
you know, ultimately there's a stipulation needed to graduate from Virginia Tech in order to be able to transfer and be eligible for this year. Um, there for the Hurricanes, uh, you know, 20 tackles for loss, 11 and a half sacks, you know, really, uh, you know, an edge rusher, a guy who can be a difference maker coming off the edge, but serious concerns, you know, your teams are going to have to take a look at that, uh, you know, off field issue and, and determine whether or not, uh, you know, they're okay with that. Jaquan Bailey out of Iowa State. These next two guys are, are you know, with Jaquan Bailey and, and Joe Gaziano, two of my favorite guys in this year's draft uh, at the at the edge rush position. Uh, you know, Jaquan Bailey, uh, 6'2", 251, um, you know, a, a guy for the Cyclones, 31 tackles for loss in his career, 18 sacks, uh, you know, really, you know, consistent over the last two years um, with 24, I'm sorry, 25 tackles for loss and 14 and a half sacks during those two seasons, 13 straight st- uh, starts, um, you know, tied for the team lead in, in sacks, fifth in tackles for loss, second team all Big Ten selection a season ago with 13 starts, uh, 46 tackles led all defensive linemen, uh, led his team in sacks, uh, was fourth in the Big Ten, um, you know, and, and a guy who, you know, uh, again, you know, has excellent burst coming off the edge, a guy who I, I think every time I put on the tape and, and I watch Iowa State play, um, just always seem to flash. You know, he, he's very athletic, you know, tight turn coming off the edge, getting to the quarterback, um, you know, does does a pretty good job, you know, affecting the passer, able to get his hand on the football and, and get a, a strip sack, you know, slaps the offensive tackle's hands and then uses a good rip move, uh, flattens out to the quarterback, you know, does a pretty good job pursuing the quarterback and getting to him and uh, getting that slap on the, um, on the football. Um you know, really does a good job attacking half the man when he's rushing off the edge, really attacking that outside shoulder. And, uh, you know, that, that's really what you want to do. You don't want to really square up uh, an offensive lineman. You're going to attack half a man, ha- attack that outside shoulder. Um, you know, also when he's mo- with those inside moves, really attacking that inside shoulder and, and do- doing a really good job uh, turning that corner in a hurry. Now, Joe Gaziano, um, you know, you look at the size of these two guys, you know, and, and you know Bailey at six two two fifty one. Joe Gaziano, by contrast, six four two seventy five. Um, long arms, excellent. You know, again, excellent length, and, and a guy who I think really burst on the scene in twenty seventeen. Uh, Thirteen tackles for loss, nine sacks, all Big Ten honors, fourteen starts, led the team in, in sacks and tackles for loss that year. Um, had a forced fumble in back to back games. Um, you know, really something that stands out. And then in 2018, another 14 starts, um, you know, and uh, let, let's see, um, 12 and a half tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks. Uh, this guy has five forced fumbles in his career, 10 pass breakups, uses that that length to his advantage. I think that's something that he does very well uh, to keep the blockers, you know, off his body and, uh, you know, really quick hands, shooting them really into that offensive lineman, getting his hands into the offensive tackle's body, getting him off balance and, uh, you know, able to um, – get off those blocks, you know, takes on a lot of double teams. If you watch that Michigan game, um, you know, against Northwestern, took on double teams quite a bit. Quarterback would step up, does a really good job bench pressing uh, Ben Bredesen, the left guard, uh, able to get to the quarterback for a sack, um, you know, against Nebraska, dropped in coverage, you know, got his hips to turn and run, um, you know, and uh, against Notre Dame, thought he did a pretty good job setting the edge. Um, you know, against the run, able to come downhill and, and drop the running back behind the line of scrimmage. Really active hands, um, and 
you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, he had a near interception against Notre Dame as well. Got good depth in, in coverage. Uh, read an out route to Chase Claypool. Nearly had an interception. Uh, he's one of those guys who you know may not be um, you know a a pick in the first two days. Might be a fourth or fifth round pick, but a guy who you know like a you know someone like Dean Lowry, um, you know who just signed a twenty million dollar contract there with the Packers. Um, you know, I think he's someone who could stick with an NFL franchise. Marlon Davidson there out of Auburn. I mentioned him previously, 6'3", 278 pounds, um, you know, a, a, a three-year starter. Um, let's see, 11 quarterback hurries a season ago. Three block kicks, led the SEC and was second in the FBS. Had 10 tackles and a block field goal against uh, Mississippi State. Um, you know, the production, you know, he hasn't really had to produce all that much, you know, 16 and a half tackles for loss and eight sacks in his career, really going to be looked at to up that production. If he wants the, um, you know, the draft stock to really rise, um, Michigan bringing it, you know, they've got two guys here on the list. Um, you know, Joss Uche, 6'3", 238 pounds rush outside linebacker, uh, eight tackles for loss and seven sacks a season ago. Um, Honorable mention, all Big Ten, and somebody who you had Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich. He was really kind of the third edge rusher coming off the edge. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's he and uh, and Mike Dana, um, they're, you know, coming from Central Michigan, you know, really going to be the two guys wreaking havoc coming off the edge for the Wolverines. Um, you know, Mike, 6'2", 253 pounds, grad transfer, uh, had 27 and a half tackles for loss, 15 sacks, four uh, fumble recoveries, um, you know, four forced fumbles, you know, uh, team MVP a season ago, pro football focus, All-American there for the Chippewas, now moving to the Big Ten, really, a, you know, a jump up in, in competition, so we'll get to see exactly what he can do. Um, a few other guys to, to make mention here in uh in the Power Five Conference, Reggie Walker out of Kansas State, 6'2", 246, kind of an undersized defensive end, uh, but 29 tackles for loss, 14 sacks in his career, um, tied for third in team history um, with eight forced fumbles in his career, one shy of the of the team record, uh, second in the FBS among active players, uses his length to his advantage. Um, you know, a guy who burst onto the scene as a, as a freshman All-American in 2016, Big 12 Defensive Freshman of the Year, the first Wildcat to do that since 2000. Um, and then since then, uh, really kind of struggled to to put up any production. Only played in 10 games in 2017, had just two sacks that year, really rebounded well in 2018. Uh, you know, Chris Kleiman now the head coach there. I'm going to be interested to see what he can do. Um, I think the Wildcats, you know, need a big year out of Reggie Walker if they're going to make any noise in, in the Big 12. Uh, Jonathan Cooper of Ohio State, uh, ten and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks in his career, thirty-three games played. Um, you know he he started all thirteen games a season ago. Honorable mention all Big Ten. Uh, Kadir Shepard out of Mississippi, six-three, uh, two forty-nine, uh, defensive end coming off the edge there. Twelve games played, ten uh, ten starts. Uh, fifth in tackles for the team, a tackle for loss in ten games. Uh, led the defense with eight quarterback hurries. Um, you know, so those are some of the guys that you'll be taking a look at in the power five. Now we move out to the group of five conference and, and really take a look at some guys who you know, may not necessarily be the, the, the names that, that stand out, but guys who I think are going to have monster years and, uh, you know, need to, 
uh, you know, teams are going to need to pay attention to. The first one is Alex Highsmith out of Charlotte, 6'3", 244. Um, you know, has played both linebacker and defensive end, um, you know, for the 49ers a season ago, f- uh, first team, all conference USA set a single season record for, with the 49ers in, in tackles for loss for 18 and a half, uh, tied a single game record with four and a half tackles for loss against Florida Atlantic, uh, you know, seven tackles, uh, four tackles for loss versus Tennessee in a game where the 49ers held the balls to 149, I'm sorry, 192 total yards and 20, 20 rush yards. Um, you know, three times with at least uh, two and a half tackles for loss. You, know, you want to see that sack total come up a little bit, just six sacks in his career, 25 and a half tackles for loss, though, a guy who knows how to get into opposing backfield to make a difference. Uh, the mean green, um, you know, not only have guys on offense, we talked about Mason Fine and Rico Bussey a season ago. I'm sorry, last week. Um, but now we're going to talk about Ladarius Hamilton, 6'3, 240 pounds, played both linebacker and defensive end for the mean green. Uh, a season ago, 11 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks in 11 starts for the uh, for the team. Uh, first team all uh, conference USA, three quarterback hurries, a guy to really keep an eye out for, as is Ty Tyler out of Maryland. Uh, I'm sorry, out of Marshall, 6'3, 262, um, you know, just eight. Eight starts a season ago, but 24 quarterback hurries, uh, 10 tackles for loss, nine sacks. Really a breakout year for Tyler. Um, I think the, the Thundering Herd really going to rely on him. And then one final guy to to mention is, is uh, Michael Walker, 6'3", 220 pounds out of Fresno State. Needs to put a little bit of, uh, of size on him, but 13 and a half tackles for loss. Uh, four sacks, six pass breakups, two forced fumbles. Guy who really fills up the stat sheets had 86 tackles for them as well. First team All Mountain West Conference defensive MVP in the Mountain West Championship game. Um, you know, the 87 tackles, second on the team. Um, you know, five quarterback hurries as well. Uh, just a guy who fills up a lot. You know, again, does a little bit of everything. Played at Azusa Pacific in 2016, then redshirted in 2017. At Azusa Pacific in 2016, 102 tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, two interceptions, two pass breakups, four quarterback hurries, and a blocked field goal. You know, again, a guy who's just going to fill up the stat sheets and, and a guy who's going to be all effort coming off the edge. Um, so those are our edge rushers. You know, I think you know we we've talked about 29 edge rushers, and uh, you know if you're talking about that, um, looking at that number, there were 30 edge rushers a season ago that were drafted in, in 2019. So you know all of these guys, you know, have a chance to to be drafted here in uh, in the 2020 draft. So we'll move to the interior of the of the line and really take a look at the guys you know who are going to to clog up the middle there. And uh, I think when you talk about this line, you're going to talk about Derek Brown out of Auburn. Um, you know, I was looking at my my initial rankings from a season ago, and you know, lo and behold, number four on the list was Derek Brown coming into the season. You know, six five, three hundred sixteen pounds at the time. You know, um, you know, a junior. Uh, 57 tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss, and three sacks. Uh, you know, coming into the season, um, again solidified himself as one of the top defensive tackles in all of college football. But decided to come back for a senior season. I, I think he kind of, you know, the the last season kind of left a, a, a you know sour taste in his mouth. And really, he has a chance to be the top defensive tackle taken in this year's draft. I think one of the things I think about with with Derek Brown is um, the, the power in his hands, so violent. You know, looking to club and strike the guards. Uh, very physical bull rush, getting into the chest. of 
of the uh, of the offensive linemen and, and really driving them back. Um, did a good job uh, against Greg Little of, of Mississippi. Um, you know, stood him up off the snap. Um, you know, as as the, the, the tackle was blocking down on him, then able to di- disengage, extending his arms to, to get off the block. Does a good job bench pressing that offensive lineman, and then freeing himself up to to make a play on the running back. Um, you know, a, a guy who, when you take a look at the stats, um, you know, twenty one and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks in his career. So he does have have the ability to affect the quarterback as well. One hundred and fifteen career tackles. Um, second team all SEC a season ago, um, you know, against LSU, nine tackles, um, and a half a tackle for loss, um, four tackles and two tackles for loss against Tennessee, three tackles and a tackle for loss against Mississippi. Uh, how about four tackles and two, two tackles for loss and a sack against Texas A&M, um, you know, blocked a field goal, uh, you know, against, uh, central Florida in the peach bowl in, in 2017, um, a guy who I, I think when it's all said and done, um, it, it, you know, he like Christian Wilkins a season ago, a guy who decided to come back for a senior season, Derek Brown's going to be a guy who's going to get drafted in the top half of uh, the 2020 draft. Raekwon, uh, I'm sorry, Raekwon Davis uh, out of Alabama, 6'7", 316 pounds. You know, when I look at my first draft uh you know, rankings from, from a season ago, Raekwon Davis actually sitting there at number five at the defensive ends uh, after 69 tackles and eight and a half tackles for loss as a sophomore. Um, you know, really wanted to see him take that next step as a junior, and we really didn't see that too much. Really drop off in production, five and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks. Um, still, you know, garnered second team All-SEC honors and uh, six quarterback pressures, uh, but... You know, I, I thought again that production dropped off a little bit, and um, you know, like uh, Anthony Jennings, I, I want to see Raquan Davis really. Um, if he's going to be a guy considered in the first round, I, I want to see him take that next step. Um, you know, does a really good job. You know, with leverage, does a, you know, standing up the the offensive guard, able to shrug off the block to 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 drop a quarterback in the backfield or a running back in the backfield against the run. Um, you know, good swim move off the ball. Um, um, you know, swim arm over uses those um, the hands very well. Um, does a good job playing down the line to to drop the running back in the backfield. Um, you know, does a good job shooting in off the hip of the pulling guard to to drop the running back in the backfield. Really good power throwing guards aside um, to get in on sacks. Um, but if you watch the Ole Miss game, we've talked about Greg Little a little bit, and uh, really not enough quickness to beat uh, Little off the edge. Um, you know, he really struggled, um, you know, with that, and he, he played a lot as a defensive end um, in Bama's thirty-four scheme. He's a guy who's going to be a defensive tackle. Let's let's just end any discussion about him potentially being a. Um, a, a a five technique. He's going to be a, a defensive tackle. Um, you know, the, the rip move though, uh, in that same game against Mississippi, beating the center, shooting the a gap, flushing the quarterback from the pocket. That's going to be his game. He's going to be a quick penetrator against the, uh, against the run, a guy who's going to hold the point of attack as well. And a guy who's going to offer a little bit of speed coming off the ball as a pass rusher. Um, you know, 11 sacks in his career. So he does know how to get to the quarterback a little bit. Um, you know, if we 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 stay with the Raekwons now, Raekwon Davis spells his name R A E K 
R-A-E-Q-U-A-N. Now we're going to go with R-A-E-Q-U-A-N, Raekwon Williams out of Michigan. Uh, 6'4", 300 pounds, the nose tackle. So a team looking for a nose tackle, Raekwon Williams is going to be that guy. Started the 29 consecutive games for them, 112 tackles in, uh, in 37 games um, for the nose tackle, including 50 a season ago, um, 21 and a half tackles for loss, six and a half sacks, you know, has had at least two sacks in each of his three seasons there with the Spartans, uh, five uh, pass breakups a season ago. Uh, this is someone who is just really powerful up front. He's a guy who, um, you know, if if you're looking to to find a guy who can hold that point of attack, you want to know why Joe Bocci was able to run around uh, so often for for the Spartans. It was because of a big big guy like Raekwon Williams standing up guys and, and opening up those holes to allow uh, the linebackers to really flow behind him. Um, you know, there's a really good job staying low off the football. You know, the pad level is going to be everything. Um, I, I, you know, just does a really good job driving his man back into the backfield. You know, that's something that you want to see, you know, um, from your defensive defensive tackles, especially that nose tackle. Um, you know, strong at the point of attack, speed to power, um, uses some swim moves as well to get early penetration, blow up run plays. Um, I like... Raquan Williams, um, you know, and and uh, again, a guy who can affect the pass a little bit as well. You, know, you don't want to have just those those one-dimensional defensive tackles. I mean, you do, but you know, when you're talking about guys that are going to be first-round selections, you know, those aren't going to be those guys. Those are guys that are going to fall to day two. Uh, but if you have some of that upside where you can do both, uh, you know, affect the run and get after the passer, those are the guys that have the potential to be first-round picks. I think Raquan Williams has that type of potential, as does um, you know Justin Matabuike. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, 6'3", 304, the junior, uh, coming off of a big year there in 2018 as a sophomore, 10.5 tackles for loss, uh, 5.5 sacks, you know, and, and 40 tackles. Um, you know, fourth on the team in those tackles, uh, you know, led the team with five quarterback hurries as well, was the defensive MVP, blocked a kick in 2017 as well. Um, he's the guy who's, who's very exciting, someone who who you want to want to watch, uh, you know, a, a season ago they they had guys like uh, like Dalen Mack there up front, and still uh, Matabuike really um, made a name for himself, especially you know as the defensive MVP, a guy who you know I, I think can wreak havoc there in the SEC, firing off the football, you know, getting quick penetration into the backfield, affecting the quarterback. Um, Rashad Lawrence out of LSU, 6'3", 317. Yes, he's listed as a defensive end. Um, you know, but uh he's you know, he's playing that 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 five technique there for uh for Ed Orgeron, but he's gonna be a defensive tackle at the next level. Um, you know, over a 3.0 GPA, so a really sharp kid. Um, 32 games played, 23 starts, really a quick first step for a guy his size, explodes off the football, very strong, very powerful, uh, 10 tackles for loss a season ago. Four sacks on the year. Um, you know he, he's teaming with uh, Braden Fajoko, a guy that we're going to be talking about here in just a moment. But uh, you know Rashard Lawrence, yeah, let's talk about him. You know a, a guy who um, I, I, I think the athleticism, the surprising athleticism for a guy his size, uh, able to show that quickness off the ball against the run, um, shooting into the backfield, making plays. 
um, uh, against the, the running back, can also get after the quarterback and rush the passer a little bit. Uh, he's going to be a guy to watch for sure. Uh, Mustafa Johnson out of Colorado, 6'2", 290. Uh, the junior came in after a, a stint at, at Modesto JC in 2017. Uh, first team all Pac-12. Um, you know, with, with Nate Lamon, they were code off, uh, outstanding defensive players. Um, you know, four, 12 starts, started all 12 games, 673 snaps, 73 tackles at the defensive tackle position. I think really stands out. Um, fourth on the team in tackles, 16 quarterback hurries, 10 third down stops. You know, when you think about that at the defensive tackle position, that's huge. Uh, 15 and a half total tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks. Um, so when you're talking about a guy who's going to affect the passer, you know, and you're looking for those guys in the first, second round range, Mustafa Johnson's going to have to enter that conversation. You know, uses his hands very well, keeps working to the quarterback, uh, pretty good quickness off the ball, um, to, to beat, um, actually, you know, went up against some, uh, some tackles, um, against Washington going against, uh, you know, the tackle, um, took him up the field shoved him uh, to get him off balance, taking him up the field, and then got back inside to pressure the quarterback, force him outside, and, and throw the football away. Um, so to me, you know, Mustafa Johnson, absolutely a guy um, who's going to be on team's radar here in, in the upper part of uh, you know either you know, the first, second round range. Uh, Lecky Fotu out of Utah. Um, you know, 6'5", 323 pounds, like Bradley and I on the outside. This is going to be the guy that, that kind of stirs the drink for um, for the Utes on the interior of that, that, uh, that front. Uh, 10.5 tackles for loss, 3.5 sacks in his career. Those 3.5 sacks come in a season ago. First team all-pack 12 selection, 14, uh, you know, games, 13 starts. You know, really powerful um, you know, you've, you've seen a lot of guys coming out of Utah, you know, from, you know, Starlo Tulele was, was the, the most recent guy there on the inside that really can get after the, after the quarterback can also, uh, set the edge against the run. I'm sorry, um, you know, really be stout at the point of attack against the run. Um, you know, and, and Lucky Fotu with, with that size, um, could potentially be a, a, a pretty solid nose tackle for, for an NFL franchise. Uh, Lorenzo Neal. You know, yes, the name should sound familiar. His father, Lorenzo, you know, Fresno State, you know, in 16 seasons with, uh, you know, the the Saints, Jets, Bucks, Titans, Chargers, uh, Ravens, and Raiders. I remember him with the Chargers blocking for LT. Um, I think that really stands out to me. 11 and a half tackles for loss, four sacks on the year. Honorable mention, all Big tw- uh, Big Ten selection. I I really like Lorenzo Neal. I think he's somebody who who stands out. Um, to me, when I think about um, defensive tackles, especially in the Big Ten, you know, works through double teams, uses his hands very well, uh, knows, um, you know, really plays with, with excellent leverage. You know, bowls over the interior lineman off the snap, using good speed to power. Does a good job, really getting his man off balance. Um, you know, I think he's someone to watch for there for the Boilermakers. Um, let's see. Benito Jones out of Mississippi, a guy that I'm surprised people aren't talking enough about. You know, 6'2", 315 pounds, um, you know, nose tackle there for for the Rebels. Uh, 21 tackles for loss in his career, including, uh, you know, nine a season ago. Five sacks, uh, one of three players to start every game on defense for Ole Miss a season ago. Uh, was a freshman All-American in, in 2016. Um, you know, and, and if I pull up some of my, my notes for the game stats, um, 
let's see, when I was watching, let's see, against Auburn, um, really showed some good power to drive the center back off the ball, then able to loop around off of that, drop the running back for no gain, really a quick first step, showed a pretty good arm over to beat the right guard with quick penetration into the backfield, good first step quickness, extends his arms into his man as well you know, to drive the man back. Um, once he, he disposes of the block, you know, disengages quickly, uses those hands well, then uh, it's quick to get to the quarterback and, and, and drop him for a sack. Um, you know, against Arkansas the week prior, four tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. Uh, you know, a guy who can really make his presence felt on the inside. Um, but part of the reason why people haven't talked about him is, you know, I think he, he has those flashes, but you really want to see him take the next step and be more of a dominant um, interior presence. And then staying in the SEC for one more guy, uh, how about McTelvin Aguim? Um, 6'3", 279 pounds, could very well end up being a 34 defensive end. Um, I think five technique would suit him well. Um, you know, 22 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. Um, you know, a season ago, 12 starts, 597 snaps total, um, sixth on the team in tackles. Uh, first player with double-digit tackles for loss, Dietrich Wise, uh, who had 10.5 in 2015. Also had 11 quarterback hurries, Dietrich Wise, now playing for the Patriots. Um, so he's in pretty good company there. Uh, you know, I, I think if, if you want to watch watch the Razorbacks, you got to tune in, watch a, a game play a little bit. You know, I, I think he does a really good job uh, knifing in, you know, both off the edge and, and can move inside at defensive tackle. And I believe he's going to be playing inside this year for, for the Hogs. So I'll be interested to see what he can do there. Um, you know, after primarily playing at defensive end, um, an interior presence, a guy who's really going to clog the middle um, and be more of a run stopper is Ray Lima out of Iowa State. 6'3", 302 pounds, all Big 12 honors a season ago, uh, academic all Big 12 as well, a co-captain, 12 starts on the year. Um, you know, And he's someone who just takes up space. You know, He's a guy who does a really good job plugging um, plugging the middle of the field, allowing guys like like middle linebacker Mike Rose, um, you know the outside linebackers Willie Harvey and, and Marcel Spears to really flow to to the football. Um, you know, and, and Ju- he and Jaquan Bailey are really going to set the tone up front for the Cyclones and, and Matt Campbell uh, defensively. Uh, Marvin Wilson out of Florida State, 6'5", 317 pounds, the junior, uh, really on a lot of people's radar. Uh, a, a guy, honorable mention, all ACC uh, a season ago, four tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, 41 total tackles. Um, you know, I, I want to see him be more consistent as well. I think that was one of the things that uh, was really lacking for Marvin Wilson a season ago. It, what was that consistency? You know, how consistent is is Marvin going to be? Um, if they can get him firing on all cylinders and really, you know, making a difference, uh, game in and game out, um, then I, I think you're, you're going to see him really in conversations about being a potential um, first or, um, you know, second day pick. Um, but right now, I'd, I'd really hold off on having those 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 conversations just based on the simple fact that, look, I haven't seen enough production from him just yet. You know, and that's really the biggest concern that I have is I really want to see see him take that next step here in in 2019. Uh, DJ Wonham out of out of South Carolina, a six five, three hundred and ten pounds, 
uh, 20 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, had six sacks in 2017, um, playing the buck position there for the Gamecocks. But I think because of his size, it could be a, a five technique, also can play defensive tackle, 31 games, 18 starts. Um, you know, in, in 2018, you know, really, was really an injury plague season, played in five games, uh, started all five of those games before really, um, you know, having to bow out. I'm sorry, that, that was 2018, um, you know, Three and a half tackles for loss and two two sacks in those four games, um, you know where he really made a difference. Uh, was a freshman All SEC uh, second team uh, as a freshman there in in 2016, um, but uh, you know he was one of three sophomores in 2017 in, in school history to be named a permanent captain. So I think that says a little bit about him. Eighth in in the SEC in tackles for loss with those uh, those 13. Um, really want to see can he come back off of the injury and return to his um, sophomore form? If he can do that, then uh, you know I think that bodes well for him and his draft stock. Um, two guys on the interior here in the SEC, guys who um, you know because of, of where they play are, are going to get a lot of looks. LeBron Ray, 6'5", 294 pounds. This is going to be the guy that's ultimately going to be replacing. Um, Quinn and Williams there up front. Um, eight and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, uh, 15 games played a season ago, um, just one start. 2017, a foot injury limited him to just six games. He's going to be the guy holding down that point of attack. And and so he's going to, there's going to be a lot riding on his shoulders because he's 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 replacing the likes of, of, of Quinn and Williams and before him, you know, uh, Darren Payne. Um, so, all eyes are going to be on LeBron Ray up front for uh, the Crimson Tide. And then Braden Fajoko, as I mentioned earlier, uh, running mate of uh, Richard Lawrence, 6'4", 291 pounds. Uh, in 2018, started no- as a nose tackle for uh, LSU before moving to defensive end. Started all eight games that he played. Missed the final four games with an injury. Um was also uh, you know at, at Texas Tech in, in 2015 and 2016 before transferring um, all academic Big 12 selection in each of those two seasons as well. Um, someone who's going to be a veteran presence up front um, for for the Tigers. Um, speaking of Tigers in the SEC, how about Missouri? Uh, they've got a guy Jordan Elliott, 6'4", 315 pounds, and uh, you know he's uh, only a junior. In 2018, a second team All SEC, uh, Pro Football Focus rated him at you know 18.8. I'm sorry, an 88.8 uh, grade overall. Um, and really, I, I got a chance to watch him against Arkansas. Um, five tackles, four tackles for loss, three sacks. Um, you know, a second quarter blindside sack led to a fumble recovery in the end zone by Mizzou. Um, it was a scout team. Uh, player of the year uh, in 2017 as he transferred to Missouri after playing at at Texas was the team's lifter of the year that year as well. Um, So he's somebody Missouri always has guys up front who, who transition to the next level. And uh, I think Barry Odom has his next guy in Jordan Elliott. He's really going to be relied upon to, to have a big season in the big 10. There are twin brothers, Carlos and Khalil playing for Nebraska. Uh, Carlos, 6'2", 320 pounds. Um, you know, a, a two-time All-American discus thrower there in, in the track and field. 37 games, 25 starts. 
Um, honorable mention, all Big Ten, um, you know, starting nine games, uh, 11 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, five pass breakups in his career for the Cornhuskers. His brother Khalil, um, also an honorable mention, All-American in discus in, in uh, 2018. Um, also an honorable mention, all Big Ten. Um, Nebraska's defensive of the year, defensive end, I'm sorry, defensive lineman of the year was third on the team in sacks and tackles for loss. I had, uh, you know, seven and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, um, 41 tackles on the year as well. Uh, multi-tackle games in 10 of 12, uh, 10 of the 12 games that he played. Um, the Davis brothers, you know, that's going to be something to keep an eye on there. Um, you know, for, for Nebraska, it would be fun to kind of watch a little bit. A couple more, um, you know, Robert Landers out of Ohio State, you know, 6'1", 283 pounds, um, 18 tackles for loss in his career, just two sacks. Um, but he's going to really be relied upon, you know, thir- uh, played in 39 games, started 11 a season ago, battled through a midseason injury. So, you know, if he's healthy, he's going to be a guy to, to kind of keep an eye on. And then one other guy, they're in the Big Ten, and that's going to be Robert Windsor um, out of Penn State. Um, you know, he's really going to be relied upon, he and, and Gross Matos, to be those guys. You know, uh, you know, I watched them against Iowa. Um, you know, really used a good arm over uh, to beat his man, then then run by the, the running back block to to hit the quarterback as he throws. You know, good, good power, good strength. Um, and uh, shows a little bit of a burst coming off the football, can get to the quarterback and drop him for, um, you know, behind the backfield. So um, I, I think, you know, Robert Windsor is going to be a guy, you know, a name that you're going to be hearing more and more there in Big Ten play. So those are the defensive tackles on on the year. And when you're talking about defensive tackles and, you know, just how many went a season ago, there were 20 defensive tackles uh, taken in uh, in this past year's draft, you know, the 2019 draft, uh, you know, for the likes of obviously Quinn and Williams, Ed Oliver, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, uh, you know, Jeffrey Simmons and Jerry Tillery all going in the first round. You know, that's, um, you know, six defensive tackles going in round number one. Do we have six defensive tackles going in round one this year? You know, I, I don't think we do, um, but I think we've got some decent depth, um, you know, and, and that's one of the things when you look at this this draft class, um, you know, there was just one defensive tackle taken in round two, uh, two in round three, and then uh, really the depth at the defensive tackle position was, you know, on, on day three, frankly, um, you know, because you had outside of the six, it was very top heavy at the position. And after those six, what is that? Seven, eight, nine, um, you know, in day one and, uh, 11 taking in the final four rounds. Um, so, you know, I think there may be, you know, a little bit more depth in the middle rounds in this season, uh, this year's draft class. So, you know, it remains to be seen, you know, where, uh, where that position takes us. We're now going to talk about the linebackers. Let's take a look at at our linebackers here. Uh, Dylan Moses out of Alabama tops the list. 6'3", 233 pounds, the junior. The next in the long line of, of, of linebackers, you know, the latest one, you know, Mac Wilson really playing well for uh, for, uh, for Cleveland in uh, preseason play, dropped uh, into coverage, had a really nice extending um, over his head to, to make an interception. Um, and then get a good return out of it as well. Uh, second team All-America in 2018, second team All-SEC, 
Butkus Award finalist, team high, 86 tackles, uh, you know, 10 tackles for loss, three and a half sacks on the season as well. Um, can play both inside and outside, very versatile, you know, was, you know, started as a freshman, um, you know, 11 games, you know, played two starts, injured his foot in the, the semifinal, um, really a stud in, in the special teams for, for Bama in 2017, SEC all-freshman team. And uh, I, I think Dylan Moses, you know, he, he had some growing pains as a, um, as a freshman, but uh, really, you know, a guy who just continued to get better and better as, as the season went along. And I think he's primed for a breakout season here in, uh, in 2019. If you look at the outside, um, you know, moving outside, um, you know, Isaiah Simmons, really a, you know, a safety linebacker hybrid, you know, 6'3", 225 pounds, the junior uh, is someone, you know, he's the, when you're looking for an outside linebacker, you're looking for somebody who can can play both the run and the pass, can run very well, especially in space, make plays all over the field. Isaiah Simmons is that next level, um, you know, that, 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 that uh, future linebacker there in, in the NFL, the guy that really that's, you know, when the game has to evolve and change for the pass, this passing league that we have now. And I think, you know, Simmons ability to, to drop into coverage um, and really shows a lot of range. Um, you know, look, you know, uh, 134 tackles, including a team high 97 a season ago, um, 12 tackles for loss, three sacks, has an interception, um, that he returned 27 yards for a touchdown, 12 pass breakups, four forced fumbles in his career. Um, you know, 11 special teams tackles uh, in 2018 as well. Had nine tackles in the uh, college football playoff final uh, against Alabama. Um, you know, every time you turn on the film and, and you're looking at, I think that was one of the things that that I will say is, is every time you, you tune in and watch. Uh, Clemson play and you wanted to watch Cleveland Furl and you wanted to watch Christian Wilkins and, and Dexter Lawrence. Isaiah Simmons kept flashing and making plays all over the field. You know, uh, you know, he reminds me a lot of Dorian O'Daniel, um, you know, covers a lot of ground, um, you know, does a pretty good job even blitzing and getting after the quarterback times his blitzes very well, you know, was a long jumper for, for Clemson. Um, so definitely, you know, a very intriguing athlete. You know, was a long jumper in, in 2018 when he read or 2016 when he redshirted. Moving back inside, how about Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma? Uh, the 6'2", 238-pound junior for the uh, for the Sooners really had a breakout. Seat. You know, started as a true freshman, really went through some grow, uh, growing pains. Uh, was a conference defensive freshman of the year um, in, in the Big 12. Um, all. Uh, Big 12 honorable mention, freshman All-America, 14 starts, second on the team in tackles with 68, but uh, you know really you know took his lumps. You know this was a guy again. He's a true freshman. He was out there and uh, struggled with with with, with uh, you know making some plays. He really hit hit the wrong hole. Um, you know, a lot of his tackles were, were down the football field. Um, and, and I thought that 2018, he really was able to redeem himself. You know, second team, all Big 12, 14 starts, second in the Big 12 and 13 in the FBS with 11.1 tackles per game, uh, nine games with double-digit tackles, 155 total tackles, 12.5 tackles for loss, 4.5 sacks. You know, a guy who just, you know, has a knack for finding the football. You know, and I, I think... You know, when you talk about guys who, who uh, 
make the field and our starters as true freshmen, that makes them, you know, you have to consider that they're special athletes. Um, you know, 28 tackles against Army. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, he's a presence over the middle of, uh, of the field, does a pretty good job flowing inside out to the football, um, you know, plugs holes very well, shoots the gaps, um, can get aggressive at times and over pursue. I think that's one of the things that he has to watch out for, um, you know, and I think that's what gets him into trouble. Um, but does a really good job spying the quarterback, um, you know, waits for him to escape the pocket and then really has that burst to close and, and drop him um, in the open field. Um, you know, it takes a lot of really good angles. He does make a lot of tackles down the football field. I'd like to see him make more tackles um, there along the line of scrimmage. But at the same time, you know, you can't argue with, with his production. Twelve and a half tackles for loss a season, a season ago. But, uh, you know, he's someone who... Um, you know, with 155 tackles, you know, you really want to see him, you know, playing behind the line of scrimmage as much as possible. Northwestern also has a pretty darn good inside linebacker and Patty Fisher, 6'4", 241 pounds, um, started every game in his career there for, for the Wildcats, over 100 tackles in each of his first two seasons, Um Third-team All-American in 2018, first-team All-Big Ten for the second team, second year in a row, eighth in the Big Ten in tackles, first Northwestern player with back-to-back 100-tackle seasons with Anthony Walker in 2015 and 2016, tied for the Big Ten lead with with, with four forced fumbles, 10-plus uh, tackle games in, in five games. Um, very, you know, very good athlete. Um, eight forced fumbles in his career already. You know, I just saw that. I mean, that's that's kind of a staggering total. Just has a nose for the football. Plays very well and flows well downfield, uh, downhill. Very reliable tackler. You know, pretty smooth hips. Surprisingly, uh, flows well to the ball. Uh, can get inside. Um, you know, the, the offensive lineman to the perimeter. Um, you know, really a, a good flow and a good feel for the game. Um, the biggest question that I have for him is is dropping into coverage. That's going to be the, the the biggest question whether or not he's going to be a first rounder or if his stock's going to drop to the second round. How, how you know what can he do dropping into coverage? And I, I think that's going to be the bigger thing more than anything else because we know how well he can play against the run with that sideline to sideline ability. You got Troy Dye out of Oregon, 6'4", 224 pounds. This is another guy who was just, you know, that that uh, you know next uh, generation type of linebacker. Uh, one of two FBS players and the only Power 5 player to lead his team in tackles three consecutive years. Uh, you know, third among the FBS players uh, with 313 tackles. Needs just 121 tackles this year to be the all-time leader in tackles for the Ducks. Um Led the team in tackles in 19 of his 37 games, double-digit tackles in 17 games, uh, you know, and, and back-to-back seasons with over 100 yards. Had 91 as a true freshman, uh, for goodness sakes. You know, 32 tackles for loss, 10 and a half sacks, three interceptions, 10 pass breakups. You know, what can't this guy do? You know, was a freshman All-American in, in 2016, first-team All-Pac-12. Um, in 2017, second team in, in 2018. Um, you know, and I, I think when you put the game film on, you know, Troy Dye is someone who who just seems to always flash. Everyone was talking about Jalen Jelks a season ago, um, but it was really Troy Dye that, that showed up more than anything else. You know, does a really good job. Um, you know, played against Stanford, 
last season up the seam with, with Cody Parkinson, the, the, the big six, seven tight end on a third down play elevated with the tight end. Both guys got their hands on the football, um, able to ultimately knock the football away, shows that athleticism, his ability to play in coverage, especially against tight ends. Um, you know, good job reading the wheel route against uh, Bryce Love in that game as well. Um, speed to the sideline, um, you know, against Washington, able to throw down Miles Gaskin for only a two-yard gain. Um, very active, closes quickly, very under control, breaks down, wraps up well. Um, you know, guy, again, does a little bit of everything, and I think that's going to help with his draft stock overall. How about Shaq Quarterman out of Miami? 6'1", 240 pounds, started every game at the U. So 39 starts in his career. Um, each season, you know, second on the team in tackles. Um Let's see, 10 quarterback hurries in the, in the last two seasons. Was a freshman All-American in 2016. Uh, let's see, 31 tackles for loss, 11 sacks, um, 8 pass breakups. You know, Shaq Quarterman to me, uh, you know, obviously they're, they're the, the, the three guys that have started all three seasons together there with, with the Hurricanes, and that's you know, Michael Pinckney, and, and Zach McLeod and Quarterman. And I think Shaq Quarterman is definitely the, the best of the bunch. Um, does a good job avoiding blocks in space. Does a good job blitzing and getting after the quarterback. A pretty good spy of the quarterback coming downhill and ultimately wrapping up the quarterback. Um, can come off the edge a little bit and, and get to you. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, if, I watched the, the game against Toledo and uh, read a slant play to the wide receiver in the end zone, jumped the route underneath, you know, able to tip the ball, um, ultimately went off the off his hand and went to the receiver for a touchdown. But uh, definitely instinctive, a guy who can can you know rush the quarterback a little bit, can can drop into coverage, and is is exceptional against the run. Um, you know, 249 career tackles, uh, just a very active presence there for the Hurricanes. Uh, when you talk about active, you have to talk about Evan Weaver out of Cal, 6'3", 240, uh, 235 pounds. Last season, uh, you know, started his career for the Bears uh, at defensive end, but at linebacker last season, 155 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, and six pass breakups. You know, just uh, you know, ranked fifth nationally with 6.4 solo tackles per game, um, and eighth uh, with 11.9 total tackles per game. Um, you know, second team All-American, all Pac-12 honors as well. You know, Pro Football Focus had him uh, graded out at a 91.6 grade, um, which is the eighth highest, um, you know, between 2014 and 2018. 11 double-digit tackle games, 62 tackles in his final four games. That, that puts a, you know, 15.5 uh, game stretch, double-digit in each of the last seven games as well. Um, you know, Cal, you know, he had his running mate a season ago with uh, Jordan Kunazic, and now Evan Weaver is going to be asked to be the really be the guy there for for the Cal defense under uh, uh, Justin Wilcox. Um, but uh, definitely someone who is is going to be very active. You know, does trust his eyes very well. Very good job of of reading and reacting. Um, you know, runs the alleys, you know, downhill. Um, but he's someone again, you know, very, very athletic, very productive, but I, I think he has some stiffness in his hips, still had six pass breakups, really want to see how he can manage in coverage. Um, that's really going to determine his draft stock. 
Purdue's Marcus Bailey, uh, 6'1", 240 pounds. A guy you know, at linebacker. I'm surprised people aren't talking about this kid more. Uh, 310 tackles in his career, including 115 a season ago. 26 tackles for loss, 13 and a half sacks, 6 interceptions, 6 pass breakups in his career with the Boilermakers. Um, you know, let's see. He, he started, uh, what is that, 38 games in his career. Um, they're at Purdue West Lafayette and, uh, he's, he's the guy, you know, on defense, he, he and, uh, and Lorenzo Neal, but I, I think, you know, Marcus Bailey is going to be the guy that, uh, that team is going to rely upon. And, uh, you want to, you really want to watch this guy play because he, he plays all over the field. He can drop back into coverage, you know, pretty decent and, you know, with his back pedal staying low. He's a very sure tackler, fills holes against the run, uh, can get after the quarterback a little bit, um, underrated, you know, and that's the thing. People don't talk about the Purdue linebackers at all. Jawan Bentley wound up going to, uh, the Patriots, um, and, and made an impact there for them. I think Marcus Bailey don't sleep on him. Uh, David Woodward out of Utah State. Uh, we talked about Tipa Nalei on defense already with Jordan Love uh, as a quarterback. Forgot about David Woodward because, look, 6'2", 225 pounds, I'm sorry, 229 pounds, a junior, very athletic, can drop into coverage, you know, can, can blitz, um, plays both inside and outside very well. He was an All-American and first-team first All-Mountain West selection, 13 starts on the year, 134 tackles, 12.5 tackles for loss, five sacks, uh, you know, someone who was just ultra productive, always seemed to be around the football, trusts his eyes very well, and really, you know, what's going to set him apart potentially from some of the other guys that I've mentioned to this point is the fact that he can um, drop back and and, and uh, you know drop into coverage. That's what you really want to see um, out, out of your linebackers these days is can they drop into coverage? You know, not just be a, a two down linebacker. Can they be that three down linebacker? And I think David Woodward can absolutely do that. Is he going to stick around? Um, you know, for a senior season or is he going to come out? That's going to be the biggest question mark. But uh, a, a guy who I think you definitely you know. Tune in, watch the Aggies, and uh, he'll be a guy that's going to flash, you know, time and time again. Now, I've got a run of SEC linebackers, and you know, the guy that everyone's talking about is this big six-five, two hundred fifty-six pound junior uh, by the name of Terrell Lewis. Now, Terrell Lewis, uh, you know, played in in just four games there in 2017, had an upper arm injury in the opener against Florida State in 2017, missed 10 games, um, you know, came back, um, you know, versus Georgia, um, you know, in, in 2018, you know, had a knee injury at the start of the 2018 season. I don't know if this guy's going to stay healthy. You know, they're red flags galore, yet everybody's talking about this kid having a major impact in, in 2019. And, uh, you know, I, I don't care how big of a prospect you were coming into uh, college football. You know, at that point, I really want to see, can you live up to the hype? You know, hype versus production. We talked about that a lot a season ago with, uh, or in last uh, last year's podcast series about Rashawn Gary. A lot of those conversations about, you know, is the hype, uh, is the production going to match the hype? And and so far, Trell Lewis needs to stay on the field. He needs to prove that he can stay healthy and stay on the field before you know I can really consider him, um, you know, as a, as a viable you know potential you know first or second day selection. 
you know, but he he has that potential to get after the quarterback. He has the potential to, to play in coverage. He has the potential uh, to really play well against the run. But uh, I need him on the field in order to be able to do that. Uh, Michael Divinity Jr., uh, 6'2", 238 pounds out of LSU. Um, the, the senior inside linebacker in 2019, 32 games, 12 starts in his career, was outside linebacker a season ago, 11 starts, you know, returned to fumble for a touchdown against AM in the fourth quarter to tie that game. Remember, that game went into seven overtime. Uh, but at the time, you know, he uh, tied the score up at 24 all. Um, very good athlete, you know, nine and a half tackles for loss, four sacks, you know, a guy who's going to look to come off the edge a little bit. Um, you know, did return uh, interception 31 yards down to the three-yard line to set up uh, the only touchdown in a 19-3 win uh, that LSU had over uh, Mississippi State. Um, that was the first possession uh, of, of that game as well. Um, you know, against Notre Dame in the Citrus Bowl in 2017, really flashed. I think that's when he started making a name for himself. Five tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, and a sack in that game. Um, you know, he's going to be running with, with Jacob Phillips uh, inside, 6'4", 229 pounds, the junior. A lot of people think he's going to be the next uh, Devin White. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's high praise. I just I, I don't see that happening, at least not yet. Uh, 24 games, 11 starts in his career. Uh, the top returning tackler for LSU um, with 87 tackles a season ago. A quarterback hurries as well. You know those two guys um, going to be flying around the ball. You know quite a bit. I think they're going to live in opposing backfields. Can get after the quarterback. They're definitely going to be fun to watch. Uh, Dijon Harris uh, of Arkansas, six foot, two hundred forty-four pounds, back to back, one hundred fifteen plus tackle seasons. Um, you know, 19 and a half tackles for loss in his career, six and a half sacks, seven pass breakups, a guy who just has a nose for the football season ago, second team, all sec, 12 starts, um, you know, in his career, you know, also played on punk coverage and kickoff return as well, led the sec in tackle seven double digit tackle games. You know, look, Dijon Harris can play and he's somebody that's kind of flying under the radar. And I'm kind of surprised that nobody's really talking about him because he's one of the, the more accomplished um, inside linebackers in all of college football. Uh, David Reese is second there at Florida, six foot, 221 pounds. Um, missed the first three games a season ago with an ankle injury in fall camp. Still managed to be second on the team in tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss and a sack in his career. Um, you know, uh, had uh, in 2017 had offseason surgery. Um, on both of his wrists, still didn't miss a start, led the team in tackles and second in, uh, in tackles for loss. Um, you know, had that 102 tackles there in 2017, 10 tackles for loss to give you those numbers. Um, it was a freshman All-American, freshman All-SEC in, in 2016 as well. Um, but the durability issues, they have to be a concern. Ankle, wrists, um, can he stay healthy? That's going to be the, the the biggest concern and the biggest red flag right now for for David Reese more than anything else. Really a sure tackler, you know, very good athlete, excellent range, um, but can we keep him on the field? Uh, Kale Garrett out of Missouri, uh, 6'3", 230 pounds, guy that people really aren't talking about at all. You know, had 99 tackles in 2017 as a sophomore. I'll follow that up with 106 tackles uh, in in 2018. Um, you know, 22 tackles for loss in his career. Um, you know, was a full-time starter in, in 2017, team captain and, and uh, full-time starter in 2018, 
all SEC selection, six quarterback hurries, four double-digit tackles. Um, he'll be a day three pick, uh, but I think a guy who is going to get drafted, um, as will Joe Bocci out of, out of Michigan State, 6'2", 238 pounds, back-to-back, 100 tackle seasons for Bocci, uh, seven pass breakups as well, four interceptions, including three as a sophomore in 2017, uh, first-team All-Big Ten, you know, um, team captain a season ago, led the team in tackles for the second straight year. He's a thir- uh, you know, third season as a starter. Um, I like Joe Bocci. I think this is a guy who... Uh, has a nose for the football. Not going to be the most athletic guy. You know, isn't going to be the fastest guy by any means. But uh, a guy who is just a—he's just a football player, man. You know, a, a guy who just knows knows how to get after the football. Um, you know, uh, against Utah State, I'll never never forget this game. You know, one twenty to play. Um, up 45-40, you know, Utah State on the 45-yard line. They're driving, blitz up the middle, and then leaped into the, the running back block um, and ultimately batted the ball in the air, ultimately able to haul, haul the pass in for an interception to seal the win. You know, that, that effort um, combined with, with some athleticism as well, um, that's really what uh, what you're going to see out of Joe Bocci. Um and uh, I think ultimately, you know, he and Kenny Willickis, heart and soul of that defense. Uh, staying in the Big Ten, how about Malik Harrison out of Ohio State? 6'3", 245 pounds, excellent athlete. Um, you know, 13 of his 14 starts were a season ago. Um, tied for the team lead in tackles with 81. Three double-digit tackle games. Um, a, a guy who, you know, I, I want to see more of him, frankly. You know, I want to see more of Malik Harrison, very athletic, and fly around to the football. Is he going to be the next great Ohio State linebacker? Uh, that remains to be seen, but definitely someone to keep an eye out for. Um, now we're going to move a little bit to the Power Five. Or I'm sorry, group of five guys. Uh, Kayava Tizino, six foot, two hundred thirty pounds, out of San Diego State. Um, you know, a season ago, first team All Mountain West Conference was a San Diego State. Defensive Player of the Year, 13 starts, 17 quarterback hurries to go with 126 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks. Um, you know, a, a guy who really you know does an exceptional job getting after you know um, after the quarterback and does a good job against the run. You know, really plays well uh, in the backfield. The question is, is can he drop into coverage? That's what I'm going to be looking for out of Zeno, and that's really going to be the question of you know where where his draft stock's going to going to be. You know, is he going to be limited to being a a, a day three prospect because he can't drop into coverage? Asmar Bilal, Notre Dame, 6'2", 225 pounds. Um, let's see. You know, he's played in in thirty six games, nine starts. Um, you know, had fifty tackles a season ago, three tackles for loss. He's going to be a guy to to watch for now that Drew Tranquil is gone. You know, he's going to have to take a big step up there. Uh, mentioned Michael Pinkney, uh, you know, a little while ago, 6'1", 229 pounds, uh, two hundred three tackles in his career, twenty nine and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. Um, played in all but just uh, started all but one game. So 38, uh, 38 starts, you know, he and, and Shaq Quarterman really mainstays there for, for the hurricanes. Um, honorable mention all ACC in each of the last two seasons was a freshman, all American um, third on the team in tackles uh, in each of the last two seasons as well. Um, he's, he's just a, a, a steady, steady player. You know, Pinkney's not going to be the, the flashiest guy, 
but uh, to me, he's he's a guy who you know you can rely on him, um, you know, to be productive. A guy who's going, you know, he's just he's consistent. You know, I, I think that's the biggest thing that you can say about Pinkney. Um, you know, Dante Olson out of Montana. Now, yes, I'm going going to FCS a little bit here, uh, but 6'3", 237 pounds. The reason why I'm really talking about this guy, you know, the finalist for the FCS Buck Buchanan Award, was an All-American FCS Defensive Player of the Year honors, Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, led the FCS and FBS with 151 tackles in the regular season. Um, you know, that's all players in Division One, First team all Big Sky, um, you know, Again, that 151 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, six sacks. Um, you know, really a guy who who plays all over the field, and uh, you know who's really just a, a lot of fun to watch. You know, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch this kid play, um, you know, you, you definitely need to tune in and uh, and enjoy because uh, he's he's a guy. You know, five forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. Um, on the year as well. So I'm sorry, five uh, pass breakups and four, um, five pass breakups, three forced fumbles. My my stats shifted over one, so it's kind of throwing me off a little bit here. But Dante Olson, um, if you're going to be tuning in, watching any FCS games, you know, make sure you tune in and watch Montana and watch this guy play on the defensive side of the football. You'll be glad you did. Um, staying with the Power Five, I'm sorry, the Group of Five Conference. I keep doing that. Group of five conferences here to round out the linebackers. Sage Lewis out of Florida International, 6'1", 240 pounds. School records for tackles with 132, um, 83 solo tackles, uh, four pass breakups in a game uh, against Utah. I'm sorry, against uh, UTSA uh, a season ago. Um, had 18 tackles against Indiana. Um, first team all AC, um, all CUSA. Um, has has started 23 games in his career, 30, including 13 a season ago. First in, in Conference USA in, in solo tackles and, and total tackles. Second most pass breakups on the team with with eight. Um, you know, again, 100, 132 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, and a sack. Um, you know, but the nose for the football and his ability to drop into coverage is, is really what's appealing for me there. Uh, Khalil Brooks out of Middle Tennessee, he's 5'11", 206. Why is he put in, mentioned in the linebackers? He's probably going to be a safety at the next level, but man, you want to talk about production. Uh, 177 tackles for this guy, but uh, 32 tackles for loss, including uh, uh, you know 17 as a as a sophomore, 13 and a half as a junior, 14 and a half sacks. Including seven and a half a season ago, six or uh, two seasons ago, six and a half a season ago, uh, eleven pass breakups, plays all over the field. Really fun to watch there for the Blue Raiders. Um, Antonio Jones Davis, 5'11", 226 pounds, a little undersized there for for Northern Illinois, but 130 inter, uh, total tackles a season ago, 14 and a half tackles for loss, four sacks, six pass breakups. Um, Cooper Edmiston um, of Tulsa, 6'3", 237 pounds, uh, 24 starts in his career, back-to-back 100 tackle seasons, four interceptions um, a a season ago. He's someone who needs to just basically show that he can be a three-down linebacker. Um, You know, he'll have a chance to have 
three straight seasons you know with 100 tackles but the question is going to be his athleticism can he be a three down linebacker at the next level and then Akeem Davis Gaither uh, out of Appalachian State 6'2 uh, 208 pounds he's going to be a linebacker you know would you consider him an edge rusher could he potentially be a safety um, you know he, he really started 13 games at outside linebacker um, for App State led the team in tackles with 96 uh, nine and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, three quarterback hurries, but seven pass breakups. You know, a guy, again, when you're talking about that next generation linebacker, guys that can drop into coverage, he definitely fits the bill there. When we talk about guys dropping into coverage and playing in coverage, that leads us to the cornerback position. You know, we're, we're at the secondary, we're in the home stretch, we got one, uh, two more positions, and then we'll be done here with, uh, with the, the second podcast here. When you talk about corners, a season ago, um, man, you know, the, the cornerback position, you had 20 corners taken, uh, only one taken in the first round, and that was DeAndre Baker. You know, I, I look at this this cornerback class, and, man, it is deep. You know, I, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 11 corners that have a chance to be taken in round number one. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous, um, you know, how much talent there is on the outside um, in, in pass coverage. Um, you know, and, and the guy that, that I think this whole conversation starts with has to be Bryce Hall of Virginia. 6'1", 200 pounds, coming back for a senior season. Had he come out in, in uh, the 2019 draft, he probably would have been the first cornerback taken. Uh, you know, especially after... Uh, you know, 21 pass breakups. Uh, I'm sorry, 22 pass breakups a season ago. Uh, led the country, you know, with with that number. 35 pass break uh, pass breakups in his career to go with five interceptions. Um, 134 tackles as well. Was a freshman All ACC selection. Um, let's see. 33 starts under his belt. And I, I think the thing that is so impressive about Bryce Hall is um, he, the, the ball skills. I, I think that's really what is evident. You know, does a really good job um, knowing what to do when he arrives at the football. Um, and then understanding routes. You know, he was in bail technique over the top of a receiver on a post. Um, you know, knowing how to get to the football, broke on the ball, able to undercut that route to, to break it up. He was trailing the football there. Um, you know, in that game against Duke, um, you know, held Daniel Jones 22 of 40 for 240 yards. Two, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, one touchdown and two interceptions. Um, just understands the routes so well. You know, in that same game, read an out route, really good break on the football, plant and drive on the ball, get a hand in, knock the, the football away. Can also break down on the running back in in the in the backfield and 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 wrap the back the running back up. Um, good contain along the sideline in, in the running game. Um, curl route there, you know, in, against Duke inside leverage breaks well on the football to break the football up. You know, runs in phase with the receiver on on the outside. Does a really good job uh, looking and leaning. You know, locating the football with inside leverage. Uses that sideline to his advantage. Um, you know, I, you know, 
had the one, you know, intercepted Daniel Jones uh, in in that game as well. You really closes quickly on on the receiver, breaks down well, wraps up, you know, drops him, uh, doesn't really allow any any yak. Um, to me, Bryce Hall is is the guy that if you're looking for a cornerback. You know, covers all facets of the game. He's going to be that guy, and I think if there's anyone that's going to contest him to be the number one cornerback, um, it's going to be Paulson Adebo out of out of Stanford. Six one. Uh, 189 pounds. He's a redshirt sophomore, pretty new to the position, but you watch the guy play and just, you know, it, it just jumps out. You know, All-America honors, first team All-Pac-12, Pac-12 All-Freshman team as well. Uh, 24 passes defended, you know, 20 pass breakups and four interceptions, was also third on the team in tackles, five tackles for loss. Paulson Adebo was a four-star receiver showing up there for uh, for the Cardinal and uh, ultimately ended up playing on the defensive side of the football. And, man, this is a guy who just, he understands routes. I mean, he half the time he runs the route better than the, the wide receiver does. You know, has the recovery speed when he's beaten to, to get there and then times his jumps very well, gets his hand in between the receivers uh, to ultimately break the football, uh, you know, knock the football away, does a really good job using uh, the sideline to his advantage, really pinning the receiver to the sideline, um, does a good job getting over the top of routes um, and, and really um, kind of slowing up the receiver there. Um, can play in bump and run. Um, you know, blanket coverage on, on the receivers, um, stays in, in the receiver's back pocket. You know, I, I look at the Notre Dame game, um, you know, off coverage against Miles Boykin. There was a slant inside, really drove quickly on the football, um, hits the receiver just as the ball ball uh, ball arrived. Um, Boykin able to hold on to the ball, but, uh, you know, no yak at all, no yards after catch. Um you know, I, I think, you know, he, he's aggressive, but, you know, does have some missed tackles as a result. Um, excellent length, though. Times his jumps very well. Knows how to attack the football in the air. I think that's one of the things as a receiver um, that you're known for is, is being able to go up and get the football and really high point a ball. I think that's what Paulson and Debo can absolutely do. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda, best Ohio State cornerback um, a season ago, even with Kendall Sheffield and Damon Arnett on the field. Um, you know, when you look at, at him in 2018, you know, um, in the Rose Bowl, five tackles, two pass breakups, uh, tied with, uh, with Kendall Sheffield for eight pass breakups to lead the team. He's somebody to me, you know, six, one, 200 pounds. I see him, you know, uh, as potentially the next, uh, you know, Denzel Ward, uh, 27 games played in his career, just somebody who just continues to flash, continue to get better someone to really keep an eye out for in the Big Ten. Uh, Trevin Diggs out of Alabama, 6'2", 199 pounds. Really, you know, uh, in 2016 was a was a kickoff guy. Um, you know, kick it, return kicks and punts. Had 11 receptions for 88 yards. Had also five tackles and a forced fumble as a cornerback. Really, you know, shifted to defense only in 2017. Um, you know, didn't really see the field a whole lot uh, in 2018 had a foot injury that made him sit out the rest of the year against Arkansas. Uh, but prior to that, you know, um, was tied for fourth in the, in the sec and pass breakups before that injury um, had six pass breakups to that point um, has excellent length, you know, has, you know, again, another converted receiver understands routes, understands those route concepts. Um, excellent ball skills can attack the football in the air. 
definitely someone to keep an eye out for. Uh, Jalen Johnson, six foot, 190 pound junior, um, all, first team All Pac-12 a season ago. 14 starts, four interceptions, led the team, um, and, and was third in the in the Pac-12. Um, first team All Academic uh, there in the Pac-12 as well. Uh, four interceptions, four pass breakups uh, a, a season ago. You know, teams really stopped throwing his way. Um, had 12 starts. I'm sorry, played in 12 games, two starts. Uh, missed the bowl game with uh, with the surgery. Um, but uh, had an interception, six pass breakups. He's going to be the guy. He and Julian Blackman, the safety, are, are going to be the guys for, for Utah on the back end of that defense, um, along with Anai and Lucky uh, uh, Fotu up front. A.J. Terrell um, out of Clemson, 6'1", 190 pounds, the junior. Um, you know, if you just look at the numbers, you know, I, I think that, you know, that doesn't says it, say enough. You know, four interceptions, 10 pass breakups, but, um, you know, 15 starts under his belt. Um, scored the first points in that, that college football playoff final with a pick six of Tua Tango Vailoa. Um, and, and, you know, even though Trayvon Mullen got a lot of the love, you know, A.J., Terrell got to see a, a lot more footballs because people were trying to throw away from Mullen a little bit. And I thought that AJ Terrell more than held it, held his own. Um, definitely somebody who um, has the ball skills to, to play at the next level. Um, let's see what we, what we have here. Um, does a really good job, you know, Quick break on the football. Um, you know, I, I think that's really the biggest thing that I see here. Does a good job in you know trailing the receiver, um, times the you know his ability to get his hand in and and uh, make a play on the football. Does that really well as well. Um, Jeff Gladney out of TCU, six foot, one hundred eighty three pounds, um, three year starter for the the Horn Frogs, first and te- second team honors, uh, All Big Twelve a season ago. 46.9 uh, QBR, um, you know, lowest in the Big 12 for pro football focus. Also noted one reception every 16.5 snaps, which is lowest among um, corners per uh, pro football focus. Uh, 13 pass breakups a season ago, tied for second in the Big 12. Um, you know, in his career, third. Uh, let's see, 23 pass breakups, um, four interceptions, um, you know, to his credit as well, I think Jeff Gladney um, is probably the uh, least hyped cornerback uh, prospect, but uh, a guy who's just a really good cover corner. Um, I thought he did a really good job, you know, uh, covering uh, Hakeem Butler, who's a fourth-round pick of of, uh, of the Cardinals. Got his hands on him at the top of the route. Um, receiver cut inside of him, was still able to, to sit, um, you know, on the outside hip, Quarterback threw through the football and he was able to get his hand in to knock the football away. Um, 50-50 balls does a really good job timing his jumps well, getting his hand in to knock the football away. Um, another guy with excellent timing, um, you know, can do a really good job, be physical when he's needed to. Also in bail technique, um, you know, no wasted movement, you know, especially on a lot of the comeback routes. Um, you know, cl- closes quickly on the football. Um, tune into the Big 12. Watch Jeff Gladney play. Uh, Jeff Gladney play. 
Um, SEC, there's a trio of guys that uh, need mentioning. You know, they're all juniors and all guys who have first round consideration written all over them. Uh, Christian Fulton, you know, 5'10, 199 pounds out of LSU. Interesting guy. Um, you know, he uh, was serving a, a two year suspension due to a, a drug examination by the NCAA conducted in the fall of 2016 per. Uh, you know, Ross Dellinger of the Advocate, and a lot of people were talking about this. Um, you know, fraudulent testing sample and a failed test. Ultimately, the NCAA tried to double ding him and basically not have him just sit out one year, but two years. Uh, Seven hundred thirty you know days total was what they were looking at. He served eighteen months of that. Um, AD uh, Joe Aleva said that you know this kid never missed a practice, never missed a class, was always there. Um, so I, I think that's something that, you know, says a lot about this kid's character that, you know what, he owned the mistake and, uh, at the end of the day with it, you know, I, I'm, I'm a student athlete, you know, I have a job to do and, uh, he's the top returner there. You know, he played in a secondary with, with the likes of Greedy Williams, um, you know, still had nine pass breakups on the year a season ago, um, allowed only six first downs, um, or touchdowns. Um, he's scheduled to, to graduate in December with a degree in sports administration. Uh, Ten starts, uh, but missed the last three games due to injury. Um, you know, to me, he's he's somebody who there are the red flags are there. Teams are gonna have to do their homework a little bit, but um, he's a he's 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 a, a lockdown corner has that you know that potential. You know, and pro football focus again. You know, noting that you know six first downs or you know touchdowns on the year um, has him rated as one of the better you know uh, corners in in all of college football. Uh, C.J. Henderson out of Florida, 6'1", 191 pounds, excellent size, led the team with seven pass breakups, two interceptions versus Kentucky and South Carolina. Um, had an interception on a possible game-winning drive against South Carolina um, to seal the win there. Second team all ACC or all SEC, excuse me. Um, and then Cameron Dantzler out of Mississippi State, another guy with excellent size, six two, just one hundred seventy-five pounds, a little slight. Um, you know, the big receivers are going to kind of push him around a little bit. You'd think at least uh, twelve pass breakups in his career. But defensive back coach at, at Mississippi State. Is a guy by the name of Terrell Buckley. You may have heard of him, a former Jim Thorpe Award winner, um, first round cornerback, um, fifth overall pick in the 1992 draft. Um, you know, Super Bowl uh, 36 champion, played 13 years in the NFL. Um, say, he went on record and said that he feels that Cameron Dantzler is the best cornerback in the country. You know, when you talk about a guy like like Buckley, you know, I, I think you know that's someone who um, who gets it? You know he's got a heck of a unit uh, there. Uh, that cornerback unit didn't give up a touchdown in all of 2018. Uh, Dantzler, 13 starts. Pro Football Focus noted that he was second in the SEC with a 41.1 passer rating. One of four uh, SEC cor- uh, cornerbacks who did not give up a touchdown uh, with at least 35, 350 snaps. Um, he was thrown at. 52 times and uh, just 22 receptions. That's a 43.1 percent uh, completion percentage per Pro Football Focus, which is sixth amongst uh, SEC cornerbacks as well. Um, you know, Demarcus Acey out of Missouri is another guy. You know, second team All ACC. Um, he's somebody 
uh, three interceptions, 10 pass breakups, a guy who just continues to get better and better. You know, 6'2", 195 pounds, has excellent length. Uh, Georgia Southern has uh, a corner uh, by the name of Kendall Vildor. If you haven't seen him play, 5'11", 180 pounds. He's someone to watch. Second team All-American, Sun Belt Player of the Year, first team All-Sun Belt, 13 starts. Um, didn't give up a completion against Clemson. And actually picked off Kelly Bryant when uh, when they played against him. On a roll with the GPA over 3.0 as well. 16 uh, special teams tackles. Uh, 12 pass breakups a season ago. Four interceptions. Has 19 uh, pass breakups and, and seven interceptions in his career. Um, you know, Kendall Vildor is somebody to me that uh, I think teams have to uh, be be mindful of at, at all times. You know, very athletic, uh, has a nose for the football. Not the biggest guy in the world. May end up being you know a, a slot or a nickel, um, but uh, definitely a guy who who has some excellent ball skills. As does T.J. Carter out of Memphis. Come on, six two, 190 pounds. Um, 23 pass breakups, you know, had 11 um, as a freshman with four interceptions, you know, has six total in his career, um, academic all AAC, uh, led the team, like I said, in pass, passes defense with 14 pass breakups with 12. Um, let's see, six in the AAC and passes defended, third on the team in tackles, multi-tackle games in all 14 contests a season ago. Um, you know, after being a freshman All-American in 2017 for the, the Memphis Tigers. Mike Hampton of South Florida, 6'1", 168 pounds, the junior. Uh, people really need to start talking about this guy. Have four pass breakups in one game against uh, East Carolina. En route to, to 16 pass breakups on the year. Um, you know, we talk about South Florida, you know, and uh, I, I think Mike Hampton is, is someone that, people really have to have to keep an eye out for because he's he's going to be the next um next big cornerback uh to come out of out of uh out of south florida and i think someone who um teams are going to have to to get to know very quickly otherwise you know they're he's going to make them pay uh chase lucas out of arizona state six foot 175 pounds the junior um had six quarterback pressures, I thought was interesting. You know, second among the Pac-12 quarters. Um, you know, 13 pass pa- uh, passes defense, five interceptions. Got picked on quite a bit in 2017. Um, you know, targeted more than any other corner with with uh, one pass his way every 4.6 passes per pro football focus, but still allowed the fifth lowest completion percentage of any cornerback cor- uh, regardless of year. Um, so I thought that was pretty impressive as a, as a freshman. Um, so someone to keep an eye out there, um, on Herm Edwards team, uh, Mark Gilbert out of Duke, 6'1", 175 pounds, the junior, um, sat out spring drills after recovering from a hip surgery that he had back in, in September, had a dislocated hip against Northwestern, um, you know, when you look at him, you really have to talk about his 2017 stats, uh, had six interceptions to go with 15 pass breakups. Was really on, well on his way to being one of the top corners and potentially a guy who would have come out in the 28, uh, 2019 draft had it not been for the hip injury. Um, really hoping that he can bounce back. You know, that's a, a difficult injury to return from, but uh, really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, John Reed of Penn State, 5'10, 180 pounds. Uh, the veteran, you know, he's a fifth year senior. Uh, 18 pass breakups, five interceptions on his career. Um, Tino Ellis of Maryland, 6'4", 
190 pounds. Another guy, 19 pass breakups, including 11 a season ago. Honorable mention, all Big 12. Uh, led the team and fourth in the Big 10 with 1.3 pass breakups per game. Uh, Lamar Jackson of Nebraska, another guy, 6'1", 215 pounds. A lot of these guys, or I'm sorry, 6'3", 215 pounds. A lot of guys over six feet tall in this cornerback class. Uh, 10 pass breakups in his career. Um, you know, started 23 of 24 games there at Nebraska. Reminds you a little bit of uh, Stanley Jean-Baptiste, who was a really big cornerback there at Nebraska. Um, Alvin Davis Jr. of, of Akron. He's 5'9", 175 pounds. He's a, is he a safety? Is he a corner? Would he put it, you know, play him in the slot? Look, he's a good football player, you know, regardless. First team all Mac. Akron's defensive uh, MVP. 11 starts at safety a season ago. Uh, 234 tackles. Uh, five interceptions, seven pass breakups, uh, three forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, just makes plays all over the football field. Three-year starter, um, definitely a lot of fun to watch. And then finally, you know, one last guy, Kevin McGill out of Eastern Michigan, 6'2", 193 pounds. There you go, another six-foot uh, corner, 17 pass breakups. Um, you know, second team all Mac uh, a season ago, 17 pass breakups in his career, four interceptions, um, including three last year. Um, Eastern Michigan has a few guys to keep an eye out for and uh, Kevin McGill is going to be one of them and that finally takes us to the safety position so when you're talking safeties you know I, I mentioned um, the, the cornerback position had 20 there were 19 safeties taken in uh, in the draft uh, a, a season ago you know and and uh, when you talk safety um, you know, last year the, the the top safety was Darnell Savage going to the Packers, number twenty one overall. Jonathan Abram at number twenty seven. Um, but you know, last year's draft class, you had another four safeties going round number two, another two go round number three. So a lot of guys, you know, playing the safety position. You know, you're looking for guys who can play the run, who can play the pass. Um, very versatile guys. Can they cover? Um, can they be deep safeties? The more that they can do, the better. And there's nobody in this draft class who can do it all quite like Grant Delpit uh, out of LSU. 6'3", 203 pounds. Um, he's a bigger version of, of Jamal Adams. Uh, unanimous first-team All-American. Um, he's actually one of just nine Tigers in history to be a unanimous All-American. Uh, Jack Tatum Award for top defensive back. First-team All-SEC. First-team um, All-American, as I said, uh, Nagurski Award finalist, three double-digit tackles at the safety position, four quarterback hurries. Um, you know, a, a season ago, uh, nine and a half tackles for loss, five sacks to go with 74 tackles, uh, five interceptions, nine pass breakups, 17 pass breakups in his career. I mean, this guy is just all over the football field, um, very instinctive, um, you know, and, and a guy who plays under control, you know, he's not somebody who he's aggressive, but uh, breaks down in space, very reliable tackler. Um, and just a guy who is going to be a top five pick, potentially even a top three pick in the draft. Look, you know, Jamal Adams went number three overall to the jets. I can absolutely see Grant Delpit being, you know, a, a top five pick as well. Uh, Xavier McKinney out of Alabama, uh, another guy who just does a little bit of everything. You know, 74 tackles, six pa- uh, tackles for loss, three sacks, two interceptions, 10 pass breakups. You know, you look at what this guy can do. He's a defensive MVP of the Orange Bowl as well. Five tackles, four pass breakups in that game uh, against OU. And, and Xavier McKinney, to me, you know, he's another uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. I think he has a good shot at being a, a first-round pick. Um, 
You know, Richie Grant out of uh, Central Florida, six foot, 194 pound junior, uh, last season had 108 tackles, had uh, three tackles for loss, six interceptions, um, led the team in tackles and interceptions, uh, 53 all-purpose yards as well, first team all AAC. Um, you know, a, a guy who, you know, he has excellent range and uh, has a nose for the football, can make a play on the football, uh, good ball skills. Um, so I think that's going to translate well. Um, Antoine Brooks, the next uh, Maryland safety, uh, 5'11", 210 pounds, started his career as a linebacker, made the transition to defensive back. Um, 150 tackles in his career, uh, 19 for loss, You know, had 9.5 tackles for loss in each of the last two seasons, 3.5 sacks, 3, uh, three interceptions, just 4, forced, uh, four uh, pass breakups. I really want to see... What he can do, you know, another year at defensive back under his belt, um, really being able to, you know, he, he shows the ability to play in the box as a defender in the box. What can he do, um, you know, in, in coverage, and what can he do on on the back end? But he's somebody, um, you know, who I, I think has you know really good potential to be a guy that can be taken in the first two rounds of this draft. Uh, as is Reggie Floyd, frankly, you know, six foot, two hundred twenty-two pounds out of Virginia Tech. You know, another guy who really plays well around the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, nine and a half tackles for loss again. You know, another guy with that. You know, from a season ago, um, you know, at least seventy tackles in each of the last two seasons. Um, what can he do in coverage? You know, not not much. You know, not much in terms of the stats. You know, just five. You know, he. he has had five interceptions as two pass breakups, um, you know, but he's an in-the-box defender. I really want to see what he can do, drop it into coverage a little bit more. Um, you know, there's J.R. Reed out of Georgia, 6'1", 194 pounds, transferred uh, from Tulsa, able to play uh, in 2017, uh, immediately, you know, has, has started it, you know, all 28 games with, with Georgia, uh, had six quarterback pressures in 2017, um, you know, has uh, seven... Uh, Tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, four interceptions, seven pass breakups, um, excellent range. I think that's one of the things that you'll see watching him play. Um, how about Shaim Carter out of Alabama, six foot, 195 pounds? Um, didn't really play much for Bama, um, but uh, you know started 12 games uh, at the star position. Two pick sixes. Um, Led the team second in the SEC. Um, actually, you know, returned those two for 83 yards. Had three quarterback hurries to go with uh, 10 pass breakups as well. Um, Josh Metellus out of Michigan, six foot, 204 pounds. Um, you know, 34 games played, 25 starts, second team All Big Ten a season ago. Um, you know, a, a big time special teams defender. Um, three interceptions a season ago to go along with five pass breakups. You know, um, Brandon Jones uh, of Texas, six foot two oh five. I've seen a lot of people uh, have him highly rated, and uh, he's one of those veteran presences um, back there um, in the back end of the of the defense. Thirty four games played, twenty three starts. Um, you know, five. Uh, let's see, nine and a half tackles for loss. He's someone who you know, Caden Sturton gets all the love there for the Longhorns, but I think he's the guy who's really going to have a breakout season in, in 2019 for the Longhorns. Uh, Alohi Gilman, uh, transferred from Navy, sat out last season, uh, 12 starts, and uh, you know had 94 tackles for Notre Dame, um, five pass breakups, two interceptions, had 10 tackles against USC, an ascending player, and uh, somebody who I think is ready to be a leader there for the Irish. 
uh, 5'11", 202, uh, Aloe Gilman makes plays all over the football field. That is just Julian Blackman, 6'1", 190 pounds for Utah, um, 16 pass breakups in his career, five interceptions, a two-time All-Pac-12 selection, MVP of the Heart of Dallas Bowl as a sophomore, 36 games played, 27 starts, You know, a veteran presence there. Uh, he and Jalen Johnson are going to be fun to watch for the Utes. Uh, Jalen Elliott there for Notre Dame. He and Gilman are going to be teaming up together, 6'1", 205 pounds. Um, he was one of 35 players a season ago with four-plus interceptions, had four interceptions to go with seven pass breakups. Um, you know, Gilman has a little bit better range, but I think you know Jalen Elliott is a guy who has some pretty good ball skills. Uh, Tarek Thompson really burst onto the scene in 2017 as a freshman All-American, San Diego State's co-freshman of the year. Um, and uh, let's see, the first freshman for, for the Aztecs to start since Leon McFadden, you know, played in the league. He started all 26 games in his career. Um, seven interceptions, had five as a freshman. Um, let's see, uh, 12 pass breakups, you know, as, as well. You know, just a guy who has good instincts, you know, um, good ball skills, and a guy who, who can be a playmaker there in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Jordan Fuller of Ohio State, uh, 6'2", 204, very impressive individual. Not only, you know, is he, uh, you know, a, a two-year, or I'm sorry, a, a three-year starter, um, 3.8 GPA does a lot um, within the community, um, and they're on campus at, at Ohio State. Um, a season ago, first team All Big Ten, um, tied for the lead in tackles, uh, a team captain, academic All American, six games with eight plus tackles. Um, you know, but a, but a guy who, you know, I, I thought he got beat, you know, uh, quite often, and uh, you know, struggled at times. You know, over pursuing and uh, struggled with with some some missed tackles, so he's going to have to really rebound and have a big year for me um, to be in consideration. At, um, you know, as a day two pick, uh, Daniel Thomas of Auburn. He and, and Jeremiah Dinson are teaming up together again. Five eleven, two oh eight, starter, a strong safety uh, last season. Um, you know, I think his his. Uh, career high of 12 tackles. Also had a tackle for loss and for and a uh, forced fumble against Texas A&M. I think those were you know that was his standout game from a year ago. Uh, Demar Hamlin of Pittsburgh, 6'1", uh, 195 pounds. Um, you know honorable mention All ACC, 14 starts, led the team in tackles with 90, uh, 14 tackles against Syracuse, seven tackles, two tackles for loss against Georgia Tech, eight tackles and a forced fumble against Miami. Uh, three interceptions, uh, I'm sorry, three tackles for loss, two interceptions to go with four pass breakups for him. Uh, David Dowell of, of Mich- uh, Michigan State, 6'1", 198 pound, or 196 pounds, 36 games played, 23 starts. Last year was a third-team All-Big Ten selection, was sixth on the team in tackles, um, but a year before that as a, as a sophomore was a first-team All-Big Ten, academic All-Big Ten as well. Second in the Big Ten and 11th in the FBS with five interceptions, four um, passes defended as well. Um, pretty good ball skills. Uh, Jeremiah Dinson, as I mentioned, you know, uh, a free safety and a nickel. Um, 
has some some decent ball skills as well. Um, you know, he's going to be that veteran presence back there with Daniel Thomas for Auburn. Miles Bryant of Washington, he's 5'8", 182 pounds, plays corner and safety, plays a little bit of everything there on the back end of the defense. Um, second team all Pac-12 a season ago, um, played in 13, uh, 13 games, uh, 12 starts, didn't start uh, in the Pac-12 championship. Um, let's see. 14 pass breakups in his career, just one interception. But uh, you know, I think he's someone who who has pretty good ball skills, especially as a as a converted corner. Uh, Kayvon Washington, uh, six foot, 195 pounds, um, has played in nearly 1,200 snaps, 40 games played, uh, 21 starts. Honorable mention all the ACC uh, a season ago. Um, he's really going to be looked at uh, to provide some of that veteran leadership for the Clemson Tigers on the back end of that defense. Um, really want to see him step up if he's going to be a guy who's going to be in consideration for anything other than a late third uh, third day selection. Uh, Brad Stewart out of Florida, only a junior, 6'1", 200 pounds. Um, you know, 11 games played, 7 starts. Um, had a pick 6 in the fourth quarter of the win over LSU. That was kind of the game that you know that really put him on the map. Um, he's played in seven, uh, I'm sorry, played in, uh, 22 games, um, was a key player on special teams for them. He's going to be asked to do a lot more, um, you know, a big season from him. We could potentially see him come out. Um, group of five safety, uh, Javon Hagan, six, one, two, ten out of uh, Ohio. This is a guy who just a veteran presence. Check this out. 39 games played, 35 starts, double digit tackles five times to go along with 25 passes defense, which is 10th in Ohio history. Um, six interceptions in his career. Um, just a, this guy's a model of consistency, a guy who, you know, six forced fumbles as well. Um, just a guy who makes plays all over the football field, either, you know, first team all Mac, you know, in, in his freshman and junior season, second team all Mac as a sophomore, um, just a, a heady player, a very smart, intelligent player and a guy who I think is going to be playing on Sundays. Uh, Brody Hoying of Eastern Michigan mentioned Nisha Michigan previously, 5'11", 203 pounds, a guy who plays a little bit all, you know, he's all over the field. Uh, 172 uh, tackles, including 15 behind the line. Uh, had 11 tackles for loss last season. Uh, you know, was a third-team All-Mac selection, academic All-Mac as well. Um, you know, but a first-team All-Mac in 2017. Um, you know, 11 starts at the dog position. Three games with double-digit tackles in 2017. Reminds me, he has a little bit of Andrew Wingard to him um, as a, a a group of five. Um, safety with the, the flowing locks. And then uh, Desmond Franklin out of Appalachian State, six foot, 200 pounds, uh, first team all Sun Belt, uh, Sun Belt's top rated safety by Pro Football Focus, 10 starts at free safety, um, seven interceptions in his career, and uh, you know, eight, eight pass breakups. Uh, he's someone who I think has pretty good range as well, and someone uh, who will be on uh, NFL radars. So we've gotten through the defense. Over 100 players covered here talking about defense. And, uh, you know, we've made it. We've made it through all, uh, you know, the offensive and defensive side of the football. We've talked about over 220 players. Hopefully that'll help you, you know, at least get a, a starting point for the 2019 college football season. Next week, where do we go from here? 
Well, next week, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the conferences. We're going to talk about matchups. We want to take a look at, at what games are we going to be keying in on. You know, you're going to be, you know, a lot of these guys from, from group of five conferences, maybe playing some power five teams early on in the season. There are going to be matchups that you're going to want to watch. And then obviously, as we get into conference play, um, what, you know, which games are going to be must-see TV. Um and we'll, we'll take a look at some FC, FCS pro, uh, prospects. We've only covered a few um, over the, 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 you know, the last two weeks. So we'll have to take a look at, at that a little bit, take a look at some FCS prospects. And then I'll also talk about my All Shoots team. All Shoots team, the second uh, installment of the All Shoots team. Um, and that's really just my favorite players at each position, guys that I think that are going to make an impact at the next level. So um, All Shoots team will, will basically be centered around that 2019 draft and uh, the guys that I am expecting you know, moving forward to, to be making their presence felt at the next level. Um, so we'll kind of, you know, talk about that a little bit and then finally college football season is right around the corner and uh you know we'll have uh miami and florida which will be kicking off a week from saturday um so we'll definitely be able to talk about that game just a little bit and um you know while we're at it um you know we'll we'll cover um we'll start looking ahead to the, the first week of, of college football, uh, the first full week, I should say. And that's really going to be more down the, you know, the, the, the following week will really break down a lot of the, uh, the matchups, but uh, August 24th, we'll also take a look a little bit at, at Arizona's uh, Wildcats and, and Hawaii. It'll be an intriguing matchup. You'll have Khalil Tate um, for, for the Wildcats going up against Cole McDonald, who's kind of one of those sleepers there for Hawaii, Cedric Bird, um, you know, a, a good slot receiver for them. J.J. Taylor, um, a, a solid running back there for the Arizona Wildcats. And, uh, you know, the Wildcats also have a linebacker that I didn't even mention when we were talking about the linebacker. And here I go again, you know, guys that I forget about and uh, mention at the very end of, of the podcast. But I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Colin Schooler. You know, Colin Schooler is a guy who makes plays all over the football field for the Wildcats, 6'1", 221 uh, pounds, uh, 215 tackles uh, in his first two seasons, uh, 35 tackles for loss, two, including 21 and a half a season ago, um, seven and a half sacks, four interceptions, five pass breakups. This is a guy, I don't know how in the world I, I haven't mentioned him previously. Um, he's somebody who's going to be um, very fun to watch in the Pac-12. You know, just seems to make plays all over the football field. Um and he's a, he's a pretty good athlete too, so he'll be one to watch. So, with that said, I think we'll go ahead and put episode two, uh, you know, in, in the books. We'll go ahead and get it all wrapped up, and uh, you know, we'll bring episode three to you next week. We'll go ahead and take a look at the matchups, and we'll take things from there. So, uh, until next week, hope everyone does enjoy the rest of their week, and uh, enjoy your weekend. And uh, we'll talk next week. So for Ready for the Draft podcast, readyforthedraft.com, this is Greg Schutz. Until next time, everyone, I am out of here. Take care.